Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. I always love those trash videos. <laughs> that one and uh what was the one that uh was it Ice Cube that did the one about Easy? Where they had that little dude like kind of looked like a midget yeah. j- r- jumping up and down. That was in his diss track. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I like those diss tracks. I like those trash talking tracks. Yeah, they, they don't do the that videos. anymore because they hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Miss those. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly geek news podcast that discussed news from the internet for the past week. This is for the week of October 1st, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. That intro sounded like, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I can't say that because otherwise we'd have to pay him copyright. Oh, uh, shit. Never mind. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I said bumble. Yeah. Because the, the bee epidemic let's, these let's days. Let's get ready to crumple. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you haven't heard how about do you that? Copy, <laughs> how do you copyright a phrase? Ridiculous. Uh, this country it. sucked. America. <laughs> <laughs> America. <laughs> Capitalism at its finest. Land of the free. You can't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Land of the free. Hope home of the home of the rich. Um, That's right. So, year seven. We officially begin year seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seven years. Seven. We started this podcast. When my my youngest son was born, that's how, how I now? that's how I remember he's seven. That's how I remember how long we've been doing the podcast. I just got to ask him how old he is. No. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I know how old. It's like, um, it's like how dad? How old am I? Wait, I started the podcast. Uh, oh, seven right. years. <laughs> it's been seven years. It doesn't. Fe- we've talked about this recently. It doesn't feel like seven years. Um, to me, 
It just can't you feels, see? I don't, <laughs> it just i don't know it just it, feels like a normal thing that we do yeah really. I mean, it's funny because like uh you know it doesn't it yeah it doesn't feel like seven years but at the same time when i'm sitting here staring at the computer with this you know with the uh with the compressor mic and a mixer board right in front of me i'm like god it has been seven years yeah because the game got stepped up you know because <laughs> we were doing, also too, we were doing skype to skype in the same fucking room <laughs> i mean steve's got all these new podcasts now the writing might be on the wall for me you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but uh god i mean it's just like well it was funny because i i did a uh i did like a little mini so it was like 15 minutes and it was just kind of it one it was it was me testing out something that i wanted to try to do to kind of inc- improve my audio quality on my side but i was you know venturing out some stuff and i started thinking about like how many episodes we've actually done like this is what 272 of just this podcast mm-hmm. and then with all the other shows active and non-active i'm thinking we've done like over 350 episodes mm-hmm. and then I, I i think i said on that i was like oh with 350 i would have more of an accurate count but i really don't want to count them like, you know, right. Because, <laughs> like, you know, there's no real need for it because the last the other shows we've done, which is the longest stretch, if you think about it, of all the other shows we've done, they've all gone from like they've all been active for like two and a half years. Well, so, there's also the the lost episodes, because aren't there some that we don't have anymore? Well, I still count those, but those are being released in the rewinds. So, you know, those are slowly being filtered out there. But like when we started this one, the plan was to put out those other ones. But finding a hosting site just for those and then the accident and all that shit. But yeah, I mean that, that is, but you know, I do have some of those and then we do have some truly lost episodes. Um, but you know, then we moved up to that little aerial mic, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we still use to this day, like six years later, it's still, it's the one, uh, actually recording the whole podcast in and of itself. Since I stopped using the, uh, computer program, fucker kept crashing too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, we've now we record individual tracks that get combined. Like it's all kinds of technical now. Yeah. Before we were like, yeah, this might work. Yeah, let's just try that. (laughs) Now we're like, yeah, fuck it. Now we can do this and then we'll just load it into Google Drive. What the fuck? What you? This is my phone. I was like, sorry. What you playing your switch over there? Motherfucker didn't even tell me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to know my business. (laughs) You know, I'd be all up and down this. I got a switch. (laughs) I got a switch. Feel it against the mic. You can feel the switch. (laughs) Can feel the switch is happening, motherfucker. I got the switch. I got the power. Yeah. Literally jumping in the air. (laughs) You got the touch. I'm going to open like the Matrix of Leadership, motherfucker. (laughs) You got the switch. (laughs) (laughs) We fucking all in, dude. All in. I'd I'd be wearing a polo shirt with the fucking collar pushed up. All in. And just just because you could, you would have the uh, the Nintendo... uh, Gamepad. Yep. <laughs> Just <All> because. In. <laughs> um, but I said this in the in the mini sode that, you know, we were kind of scaling down some things like we're getting rid of the lazygeeks.com uh emails and we're going over to a Gmail account and you know and just because we've never made any money off the show. We've never made a dime. 
off this show. Most importantly, I haven't made a dime off this show. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, and I thrown out there to everyone and, and I'm almost saying this for people that maybe didn't listen to it or hadn't got around to listening to it is that we've kind of toyed with an idea of a Patreon, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to throw something out there and nothing happen. And, you but know, I thought that was only for half naked chicks that pretend no, to play video games. No, no, there, there is a legitimate side to it. Like it's like Craigs- Craigslist, you know, you have a legitimate side and then you have the, you know, back page. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, ass play. Contact me now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I'm I'm gonna call just for research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, I I thrown out there like I if if you would be interested in you know, like seeing us do a Patreon, are you be willing to you know fork over some kish? Um, what kind of stuff would you like to like from us? You know, like. Cause I had thrown out there that we could do like a, a, a variation of, um, of the away team, you know, uh, doing the, the, the original star Trek, you know, cause there'd be a lot of shit to talk about in that, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that you know, or, you know, other mini sods or more like even more of like just another podcast where it's kind of really free formed, you know, or even a more, um, a more modern show too. any show, really oh, that yeah. format that we use on uh, the away team kind of works for everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. And um, particularly pen pals, I think it really kind of hit that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you haven't seen orbital fetuses meme on that for that episode, you needs to see it. It's on our Instagram and our Facebook page. I'll throw it up on Google plus too, but um Data's dipping because they try to catch him slipping is really what the, the image is about with Chris Hansen. Uh, we could do a podcast, right? Hold on. I'm stretching my arms here. With this fucking idea. So I only read DC. He, he really only reads Marvel. We could do a podcast titled Marvel versus DC. And then it's just us talking about the books that are out right now. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that would be a good one. Mm, creative juices. There They're you go. Flowing. Yeah, and it would uh, actually give us a reason to jump up on our read, comics. Read comic <laughs> books. <laughs> I always forget. Um that's that's a that could be something. There yeah. could be uh Because at this particular point, I mean, for Patreon for us, it and it's it's not I mean, it, the 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 idea is not to get rich off of this. I mean, you know, we're you know, it, it would be to at least alleviate on my end, a lot of the uh, the monthly we yearly, get it, Steve. You pay up. for the fucking Jesus <laughs> no, but Christ. Would, but it would alleviate a lot of that, so we can pay for that. And also at the same time, we can also upgrade our equipment. You know, uh, we can you know uh, get programs that maybe we want to use for for the show or equipment or like fix up our desktops, things like that. Things that we can use to, you know, yes, I need a NVIDIA 1080 graphics card <laughs> to do this podcast effect. Well, no, I need, I need a 50 inch monitor curved Samsung monitor to, to, to edit these shows, to edit the audio shows. I just need that. Right. <laughs> I do. I mean, I need a VR set <laughs> yeah. to, to really immerse myself into this content. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, that's the thing. And and that's one thing I want to say. And the reason why I think for both of us, I can only really speak for me, but I think Steve's on the same vein. I didn't really jump on because when he first brought up, I was like, eh, I didn't really jump on Patreon right away because 
I see so many people go for that money grab and then it just cheapens what they were actually doing. And we've been doing this for seven years for free. Right. Because we just enjoy doing it. And also because I don't know, I just I enjoy talking, giving talking about our sh- the shit that we like. Basically, right, and, yeah. and having people listen to it. Yeah. And I don't want that end to, to, to go away, you know, but obviously. If I'm going to do extra fucking work, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I just I, that's all I would want for Patreon is really to pay for podcast stuff. I'm not yeah. trying to pay my rent. Right. You know, so I mean, if, if, if you got if we get a lot on there and do that, then in that instance, we could actually do like this shit full time if it came down I mean, to that. You know, you want to pay my rent <laughs> by all means. You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it would just be enough to, you know, uh, pay the stuff that we need to, you know, the the you know, the programs that we use, the software that we use, you know, a lot of that costs money right out the gate or a lot of things that we would like to do, you know cost money and you know mixed in with our stuff since we're you know since we're pretty much in the red on this show as it is for you know it's like we still need you know we would still like i like to i'd like to uh, re-up the uh, area mic i'd like to get adam a mixer for for his recording so then he can he can you know tweak that sultry voice oh. you know any way he wants and you know tweak it any anymore and this would be a fucking porn <laughs> podcast you understand me you know no and then we can and, and then think- we can even you know you know, on some like, you know, we've been using Google for, you know, uh, uh, Google Drive for like hosting, you know, pot, you know, when Adam records his end and he drops it up on there. And then we could even, you know, increase storage on that and do other stuff with that and, and, and things like that. So there'd be a lot of stuff that we, we could do off of that. So we just like to kind of get your ideas, you know, and see, you know, what you what you would like to see from us if we were to do that. Or if we should yeah. just do straight up a donation page, because there's a there's a podcast that I listen to called uh, uh, True Crime Garage. And their whole thing is, you know, they discuss true crime, but they also do it with a uh, with a uh, alcoholic beverage, usually recommended oh. by one of their listeners. And then they have a donate page, which, you know, obviously it does more than just buy them the the donation, the 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 alcoholic beverage of the show. But, um, you know, it gets them to, you know, pay some other stuff and things like that. Listen, so. if you want me to sit here and drink whiskey while we're doing the show, I am all for that. <laughs> right. Like, I don't I mean, if that's a thing that that's on the fucking plant, like, let's <laughs> let's make that happen. And we can. We can. You know, we can. with We can with everything. So, you know, but uh, yeah. So that's just something to think about. I mean, at this particular point, it's kind of like, you know, we've we've done this. We would like to get, you know, bigger, you know, but we would need some help. And if you guys want to help us out, let us know if you'd be interested and and go from there. So, um, so yeah, but that's really kind of the only real big plans for year seven. I mean, we kind of have the year planned out for, uh, quite a few functions. We're still working out some details. We will be taking a a month off again this year. We didn't do it, uh, um, for year six, but we will be doing it in seven, but we're not exactly sure when, um, like everything still waiting for Adam to make a fucking choice. Uh, but wait, why did I have to make a choice again? Because you said, well, I have to get back to you on that. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> he's like, right, right. What the fuck did I? What the fuck did I say? I don't remember right? why I had to, but I had. I haven't sat down and fucking. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> for those who have listened to the podcast for quite some time, or even those who listen to an episode. We'll we'll probably quickly know quickly get it. that I am a bit scatterbrained. Okay, 
Um, however, I'm also a planner. It's a really weird it's kind of an combination oxymoron. of right. <laughs> um, so every year, but because you're scatterbrained, in, you need to plan. There you go. That's that's pretty much what it is. Every <laughs> year in December, I plan some general ideas for the next year of things that I have to do. One reason is because I don't really like traveling, so I'd rather have it planned. Because if it's not planned, I'm going to hate doing it when it comes up. So I, I have this, okay, this is how much vacation time I have. This is what I need to do. And this is what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. And then I plan it out. And I always pick times that most people don't pick. So I don't have to fight people for the fucking day off. Ugh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> bullshit. Um, but yeah, I do have some things going on next year. And actually, asshole, the reason why I don't know <laughs> is because I'm supposed to go to North Carolina next year and I don't know when they want me to go uh, because they won't fucking get back to me. Uh, so maybe take that as a sign. A sign not to go. It's <laughs> right. crying. You know, my, my mother, that's who my mother and father live in North Carolina. And um, which is funny because I'm not from there. Just, it's, it's really weird situation. It's a long story. And if you um, donate to our Patreon, I'd be more than happy to <laughs> yeah, that, explain that would be the Anytime they wanted some more int- intimate details, you got to donate to the Patreon. Right. I have a strong opinion on this. And if you donate to our Patreon, I'd be more than happy. <laughs> See, that's what I don't want. Right. Um, so. <laughs> I have an enormous penis. But if you want to, if you want to hear more about it, donate to the Patreon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or ask your girlfriend. Um, <laughs> what, was, so, what was that on the Orville? Where it's like, you know, where are your friends? Last one was doing your mom and the other one's high fiving him. Oh my God. I, was dying. I fucking died. It was so good. Um, you know what this especially is? coming from her. And she delivered it so well. <laughs> you know what this is? A physical re- representation of your penis. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Just the burns, bro. Um, I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying, but um, <laughs> oh, I do. So my my mother was complaining to me that I don't call her enough, and I go, "That's Mom. their job." I said, "I work sixty hours a week usually," and I said, "But you know what? If you want to hear my voice, I do a podcast every week. <laughs> I do two podcasts every week. You can go listen to that." And she goes, I've never listened to your podcast. I'm like, are you f- what? <laughs> I was like, I've been doing it for seven years, ma. Seven fucking years I've been doing this podcast. Thanks for the support. And you, you've <laughs> never listened to it. She goes, well, you talk about things that I don't want to hear. And I go, I don't care. I said, ma, no offense. And I did the whole, when you talk to your parent, no offense, ma. Right. But I don't want to hear half of the shit you're talking about. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, but you have to listen to me. I'm like, I'm 32. <laughs> you want to hear my voice? I don't voice? have to listen to anyone. You want to hear my voice? Call my voicemail. <laughs> That's right. Actually, I don't have. It just says you have reached number. Both. There you go. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, yeah. So see, that was see, a, Ma, That's how empty I feel. <laughs> now, my wife, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, but I know why. Because throughout the week. She's constantly asking me, so what are you going to talk about this week? Oh, yeah. And then I tell her. So she's not gonna, if she listens to the podcast, she's going to hear the same fucking thing. Every, like the last, probably what, two, two girlfriends I had in the course of these seven years um, have all start, had all started listening to the show and then eventually fell off because, well, you know, they don't really have the same interest in a lot of the shit we do. Well, and then but I the, get it too. Thing, but, and I get it, you know, it's like going in the beginning, yeah, you kind of want to hear, but then after a while, it's kind of like, eh, same shit. But, 
you know, it, it, to me, it was kind of one of those things of like, um, you know, they, they, they stopped listening to it and it's like, okay, you know, I get that, you know, I understand that. Um, so it's like, it's, it's not a big deal. It's like, okay, you know, you listen, that's fine. You know, it's not for everybody. Then there's, what was I going to say? Fuck, what is wrong with me? Oh, I get it from my wife because I talk to her all week. So why does she want to listen to a podcast where I'm talking? Well, that, oh yeah, that's where I was going with that comment was, yeah, because they would, you know, then they'd be like, so what are you guys talking about on the show this week? And it's kind of, like, oh, we're doing this, that, and the other thing. Oh, that's cool. And it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, they don't really have to. <laughs> unless every once in a while they do, and, and, and unless we're talking about something that they specifically want to do, you know, want to listen right. to. Which is never for my wife. <laughs> and, my, and, and don't get me wrong. I have. A lot of people tell me, oh, you can't you can't have a successful relationship with someone who doesn't share your interests. That's bullshit. Because my wife and I do not share many interests. I mean, yeah, but, you're white. She's not. I mean, you know, that's one right, right there. But here's <laughs> here's the real secret is you can't have a successful relationship with someone who undermines your interests. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy geeky shit. I, I'm watching Star Trek, all this stuff like that. She's not into that, but she doesn't make me feel like a shithead for yeah. being into it. I, d- I dated this one girl um, for a while and the, the biggest fucking thing. And this was al- almost right before we broke up. It was a series of events is why we broke up. But this is one of the big ones I had. I can't remember what edition it was, but it was one of the early editions of the Lord of the Rings, a printing of the Lord of the Rings. And it was one of my most prized possessions. I found it at a fucking yard sale. Nice. And she threw it away along with all my other. I had like a bookshelf of just geeky shit. Most of it was books. And she threw it all away. And I asked her, why did you throw away? And it's like, because it's nerdy. And one of my girlfriends came over and made fun of me. And I said, so you threw away a book that's worth hundreds of dollars because you were embarrassed? <laughs> Those are the type of broads you don't want to yeah. <laughs> keep around. Um, but my wife doesn't do that. And I, I don't. And she's into weird shit that I don't like crime fucking shows and um, novellas and all that. I'll ask her what happened in your little crime show today. Who got raped? You know, just <laughs> stuff like that. And um, Yeah. She's actually I caught her fucking watching the Orville yeah. all by herself. I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, nothing. I don't I don't know. I'm like, and she's like, this show's actually kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, it is fun. Motherfucker. <laughs> but she did watch. Uh, I was watching. Oh, I was watching Pen Pal. I was watching that Star Trek episode we recently did. Yeah. And she's watching it with me. And she goes, I can't I, I can't do this. Babe. I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, no, no. I completely understand. Yeah. If I didn't have to watch this episode, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't watch be watching. It, yeah. It's one and of those she, where you're like, yeah, that's cool, dude. And then you realize you got it. That includes the bad shit, too. And you're like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. That means we, we have to do Pulaski episodes, too. What? <laughs> Isn't her last episode like next episode? Mm, no, she's in the very last episode of the season. Remember when Riker Can has next all episode be her last episode? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like Star Trek, we cut her out of the like, what was it in that uh, honest trailer? <laughs> it's like, and some oh, they wish they forgot. <laughs> right. Uh, um, one thing I did want to bring up, and I thought you of all people would particularly. I'm 100 percent in, dude. <laughs> so uh, this comes from Collider. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is because they straight fuck up in this article 
Yeah, they did. And and I, I was very annoyed because I I even told uh, I told Adam and you know it was just like no what come on. So a dedicate a uh, decade of groundbreaking DC superhero animation spanning thirty full length feature films and five animated shorts combined with new bonus features the complete catalog of prior enhanced content commemorative. Extras and exclusive collectible items make the DC Universe Original Movies 10th Anniversary Collection a must-own when Warner Brothers Home Entertainment and DC Entertainment released the special edition numbered Blu-ray box set on November 7th. Uh, they're going to discuss it at uh, the New York Comic Con on Thursday, October 5th, 2017. And they will have executive producer Bruce Tim, supervising producer James Tucker, co-producers, writers Alan Burnett and James Craig, a cavalcade of actors who have played essential roles in multiple films in the series. Two prominent voices of Batman in the DCU, Kevin Conroy and Jason O'Mara. John DiMaggio, who voiced the characters in eight films, including the Joker and Batman Under the Red Hood. Tara Strong. The voice of characters in the voice of characters in seven movies, most notably Batgirl in Batman, the killing joke. I was like, really? You mean Harley Quinn? <laughs> like, yeah, like her main like role, her main. Yeah, her main thing in there. And two time voice uh, of Wonder Woman, Vanessa Marshall. The DC, I'm just going to straight up call it box set because they print out the whole, they say the whole thing. And I'm just like, you know, the box set is uh, (laughs) the 10th anniversary collection, (laughs) right? The box set is going to be limited to 20,000 and each box will be individually numbered and is now available for pre-order. They're going to feature two collectible items of particular note, an exclusive 40 page adult coloring book featuring key art from all DC Universe films with artwork designed by renowned artists exclusive for this collection, an exclusive collector coin featuring the DC Trinity, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, So it's going to contain all 30 films from Superman Doomsday to the all-new Batman and Harley Quinn, as well as the newly newly released commemorative editions of Wonder Woman and Justice League The New Frontier. The 32-disc box set will include also all five DC Showcase animated shorts, The Spectre, Green Arrow, Jonah Hex, Catwoman, and Superman Shazam, The Return of the Black Adam. So here's a brief rundown of the bonus content. A featurette, The Superhuman and All of Us, and this is basically going to be a film that is looking for to find the common ground, reminding everyone that there is a hero in all of us waiting to rise. Uh, yes. Feature read a comic book history of the Justice League Dark. Take a mystical tour through the comic history of the Justice League Dark, John Constantine, Zantana and Deadman, magical heroes who flourish in the shadows and are and their speciality, the supernatural side of the DC universe. A featurette. Mark Hamill finding the laugh, a mini documentary following the journey of celebrated actor Mark Hamill from his portrayal of heroic Luke Skywalker to the one uh, to the role of one of the most feared DC supervillains of all time, the Joker. DC's original movies panel from 2007 San Diego Comic-Con, a lookout book for lookbooks for Batman 
The Dark Knight Returns, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, Batman, The Killing Joke, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, and Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. The panel discussion, a tribute to Darwin Cook, who actually was the uh, artist for, uh, I believe it was uh, Justice League, the, um, oh, fuck, which one was that? I remember it too, and it was just slipped my head. Uh, New Frontiers, the New Frontier. So here's the collection of all the movies that will be in this box set. Please. I'm going to read them. <laughs> we'll switch off. Okay. All right. Superman Doomsday. Justice League, the New Frontier Commemorative Edition. Batman Gotham Knight. Wonder Woman Commemorative Edition. Green Lantern First Flight. Superman Batman Public Enemies. Justice League's Crisis of Two Earths. Batman Under the Red Hood. Batman, uh, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. All-Star Superman. Green Lantern, Emerald Knights. Batman Year One. Justice League, Doom. Superman versus the Elite. The Dark Knight Returns, Part One. The Dark Knight Returns, Part Two. Superman Unbound. Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. Which is actually a good adaptation. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Justice League War. Son of Batman. Batman Assault on Arkham. Justice League Throne of Atlantis. Batman vs. Robin. Justice League Gods and Monsters. Batman Bad Blood. Not the Taylor Swift one. I just thought that too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Justice League vs. Teen Titan. Batman the Killing Joke. Justice League Dark. Teen Titans The Judas Contract. And Batman and Harley Quinn. Now, the digital versions of this collector set is currently available, but November 5th is where you can get the physical one. So I saw that. I was like, oh, shit, I got to mention that on the show. Every one of these movies is enjoyable. Yeah, every single one. The DC's animated fucking movies are so fucking awesome. I can't say the F word enough <laughs> to drive that point home. <laughs> Um, moving right along, I, um, downloaded the Firefox 57 developer edition, which basically means the beta, um, (laughs) also known as Firefox quantum, um, Firefox quantum, quantum, (laughs) um, this browser's the shit. Yeah. Like it's it it crashes less than the full release ones of other people. Um, not one crash. It's done every single thing that I want it to do. Um, I guess the only negative is something that I would expect to be, and and that's a lot of add-ons aren't um, ready for this edition. I mean, they've kind of, they've done a complete overhaul of the browser uh, under the hood, so that's definitely expected. Super fast. Um, However, doesn't you block? Is available on that shit. Bruh. Ublock Origins, which we officially endorse. It's like a movie title, doesn't it? Ublock Origins. <laughs> Coming this summer. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, super clean. Uh, one thing about this edition is when you do the menu, you know, the three lines button menu, it's an actual fucking menu. Yeah. It's not that weird tile thing that Firefox was trying to do. Um, it's legit as shit. I'm loving this fucking browser. Um, the only thing that it did that kind of pissed me off is when I, when I put it, when I, uh, imported my bookmarks, it jumbled them all up. So I'm oh, like, really? uh, 
Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're all in the folders they're supposed to be in, but they're in a different order. So it's like, oh, I don't have to find everything. And um, I didn't I didn't necessarily have that experience uh, when I actually I was really kind of surprised because I, I remember seeing um, the only reason I actually considered it was because I saw um, I'm not sure. I think it was Engadget or one of those that was like, yeah, um, uh, Firefox releases Firefox 57 quantum. And I was like, quantum, what? You know, suddenly it, key, it keyed my interest. And then I'll admit that the, the, <laughs> the word quantum made me pay attention <laughs> yeah. and standard attention. I mean, that's just kind of oh. you know, that's just kind of how it works here. Um, and I looked at it and I was like going and then Adam said he had already downloaded. And I was like, motherfucker, guy just barely out the gate. He's like, I got it. I stay up on shit, motherfucker. And then, Get on my level. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so he said that it, I was asking him, you know, how is it? Um, how is it rolling? And he was just like, no issues. Actually, runs pretty fast. So then yesterday, I went ahead and downloaded it too. And the when I downloaded it, actually detected that I had originally had Firefox on my computer. So all it basically did was just take the data that I had and actually p- automatically put my theme back up, and then. Um, and then uh, dropped in all of my um, my favorites into my bar and everything like that. And it just like I did nothing, which was actually really kind of cool with this one. It was just like it reminded me of Opera when I first installed Opera. Like it just kind of did everything for me. And then, of course, I have it set up on sync. So then when I downloaded it onto my uh, desktop, it just had to wait a little bit. And then it just everything synced up here. Um, I found it running actually cool. One of the things when we do the new releases here, um, we do them up on WordPress, there is a lag. It's just because we're, we're posting a lot of copy information, you know, new releases, what games, you know, comics, whatever. So there, it tends to be a little bit of a lag. I actually saw less of a lag using this browser yeah. than, than normally what I see. And um, I had switched back to Chrome because I was getting a few issues with Opera. And, you know chrome would was doing okay but then when i was like putting stuff into wordpress all of a sudden i would get um non-responsive and then it come right back and i was like fuck i hate that shit but then i did it with this and i didn't really get that issue everything seemed to be seems to be working fine with it so i'm I'm pretty pleased with it right now yeah i've had not one issue i even downloaded on the mobile i don't really notice much (laughs) difference (laughs) on mobile but um if you want to grab it, uh, it is a little difficult to find. It's not difficult to no, find, but it's not in, like just type in Firefox Quantum. And yeah, or you can put fifty seven Firefox fifty seven. Yeah, because um, that's how I, I would, found it. Right, you can't, you can't find it on the you can't find it on the regular one. There's two versions of it though. There's the beta, right. and then there's the nightly. I you mm-hmm. can you can take nightly if you'd like. But if you nightly, don't have enough stress in your life, you do the nightly. Right. Nightly nightly behaves more like an alpha because it changes every day, sometimes big, sometimes small. Um, So I went with the beta and it's uh, it's impressive as fuck. So and I love Firefox anyway, and I'm happy that they're kind of re up and things because Chrome has become a bloated mess. Yeah. And I'm getting all sick and tired of it. So. (laughs) All right. So I guess on that note, we can jump into our one awesome thing. Yeah. So my one awesome thing. If you haven't seen it yet, you're straight fucking up. Yep. 
One of the funniest YouTube videos are the ones that come from screen junkies who produce the honest trailers. They do some trailers for television, given that this is the 30th anniversary of Star Trek The Next Generation and the debut of Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek TNG gets an honest gets the honest trailer treatment, and it is glorious. Many of the comments made in the trailer is something Star Trek fans knew for such a long time. The away team, which recaps every episode of The Next Generation, have noticed so much of these. It's very true that the Enterprise is, is a, was a large and, yes, looked like the lounge of a hotel. However, it got into the character breakdown is when it really when it truly shines. The Riker and Picard maneuver is nearly as popular as the show. However, <laughs> however the Riker lean is something that was skipped and and done almost as often as Riker reminding everybody about how tall he is. We get it, dude. You're eight foot eleven. Uh, the com <laughs> the commentary on Patrick Stewart's acting was correct. When you see the talent, he shines in episodes like The Inner Light, Chains of Command, and Darmok. Yet we all cringe at the alien lang language recital from uh, season one. And don't get me started on the Shakespeare recital during Menage Troy's. We have always e um, equaled Crusher and Troy as just kind of there. However, the uselessness of Troy's character when her when the story needs her was to run in was run into the ground like a family guy joke crusher and that ghost sex episode disturbed me back when it aired uh, the trailer is so spot on that even the most ardent star trek fan has to laugh many of these things we we've known and we've chosen to forget now it's time to face them and laugh in the process this this trailer was a shit. Like, it, <laughs> it made me laugh so much. And it, it, and it was so spot it, it, on. <laughs> it was. And, it remind, and the last video on Star Trek that I remember being super funny is they did a, I don't think it was Screen Junkies, but someone did a Star Trek versus Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that animated? Yeah. And it's, it's just so great. And I love that. I love that this show is still is still worth it to people to be making new shit for. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, and I, I love all the honest trailers. They're so funny. Um, and it always spot on, like, even for movies that you like, right? Like you're just like, yeah, yeah, that's that, true. That was it. Yeah. We get you it. Know, so <laughs> definitely, definitely worth a watch. Uh, so now, so yours is, is a bit of a throwback ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> I sent this to Adam and Adam like I could sense him freaking the fuck out over the phone. I used to have one of these. Yeah, I know. Not not what I'm going to talk about, but the, the original. Um, it's hard to deny the popularity of Nintendo's retro mini systems. After all, demand far outstripped supply uh -huh, for the mini <laughs> version of the original console. And the same is expected to happen for today's SNES release uh, today. Yes, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, the 29th of September. Um, it's not a surprise then that other companies are getting in on the action. Retro Games is launching a mini version of the 1982 computer Commodore 64 called the C64 Mini. It will be available in early 2018 with a price point of $70. The C64 Mini, which is half the size of the original version, that's still pretty fucking big, mm -hmm. um, will come with 64 pre-installed licensed games. I see what you did there, by the way. <laughs> um, including California Games, Speedball 2, Brutal Deluxe, and Paranoid. 
um, you can find a more complete list of games on their website, which we are going to go to in a second. Um, it comes with a wired joystick, a charging cable, and will connect to your TV via an HDMI port. But you can also use any standard PC USB keyboard to interface with it. The C64 Mini will have a save game capability and filtering options such, such as CRT, Pixel Perfect, and Scanline emulation. You can upgrade your console's firmware via a USB flash drive. Retro Games is also planning a full-size version of the C64 for later 2018, and that's what I was more excited about. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, the, the Commodore 64 was pretty fucking revolutionary for 1982. The entire computer was in the keyboard. Now, the keyboard was rather big, but it was the computer. And then you had these add-on things like giant floppy disk drives. And um, I didn't, I was born in 84. So obviously I didn't have it when it came out. When it came out, I, we wouldn't have had it anyway because it was expensive as shit. But um, in the early 90s, and this is this is funny because the... the <laughs> The, my first computer, I built it because someone threw away a bunch of computer stuff. And I, I took home three giant boxes that were next to a dumpster. And I just started putting shit together to see if it would work. And I got a computer to work. Um, you know, that was the beginning of my legacy. Uh, but one box had all Commodore 64 stuff in it. Um, and it was the keyboard. And it took me a while to figure out that the keyboard was the computer. This is pre-internet. I couldn't just look things right. up. Couldn't Google um, it. I actually went to the library to figure out how to get it to do things. <laughs> I had to get, get the book. Um, it had the cassette tape drive <laughs> and floppy drive. And it had a couple of software and a couple of games. One game namely being uh, Maniac Mansion, which I had played on the uh, NES. So I was all excited about that. And once I figured out how to do it, which is, by the way, load space uh the asterisk symbol in parentheses space eight comma one that's how you load the floppy disk makes no sense hmm. um because the entire computer ran off of the basic programming language it didn't even have an os like it, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, it was a programming language um awesome fucking computer it, and it, it does have a lot of dope games on it so real quick i don't want to i just want to see if any of them stand out like you have um, Maniac Mansion is not on this list, which kind of bugs me. They have like Monty on the Run, Netherworld, uh, the, the, the Mission AD, Mega Apocalypse, Herobotics. It looks like nothing that is um, copyrighted like from somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, Impossible Mission 1 and 2. Heartland. Uh, the, the, the Cy oh, Cybernoid. I remember Cybernoid. Um, California Games is the biggest title that's in included on this. That's something that people should remember from the NES as well. Um, ooh, Avenger, dude, Avenger was dope. It was like this, uh, like ninja maze game. It was fucking weird. <laughs> oh, and Battle Valley, which is a helicopter game. Um, so yeah, I I am excited for the mini. But that re-release, though, late 2018, <laughs> I'm, keep, I'm keeping a lookout for that because, you know, it's just going to be basic. They'll probably just shove a laptop in there that does something weird. The keyboard was really cool, too, because it was uh, mechanical. Mm -hmm. It was really clunky. Like when you press the buzz, like, it's fucking 
Great. It was so great. It was great. Um, I'm confused. Was it great? It was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with the Commodore 128, but that wasn't it wasn't as cool. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I saw that and I was thinking, oh, my God. OK, we we really need to start stopping with these retro uh, consoles, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I think we're well, if they start doing this where it's like weird things that most people probably don't even remember. I'm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like th- that's crazy shit. Oh, man. All right. Well, our main topic this week will be about the pat the late uh hugh hefner but before that let's talk about some headlines so the terminator franchise has not seen good days since 1991's terminator 2 judgment day much like the audience of the franchise many people pretend that all the movies since the 1991 sequel don't exist James Cameron has the same view. Terminator 6 will retcon the last three movies, and there is a good chance that no one will complain about it. In a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Cameron claimed that their movie will forget that everything after T- uh, forget everything after T2. He equates it to everything after T2 was just a bad dream. Quote, This is a continuation of the story from Terminator 1 and 2, Cameron said, and we are pretending the other films were a bad dream or an alternate timeline, which is permissible in our multiverse. This is really driven more by Tim than anyone, surprisingly, because I came in pretty agnostic about where we would um, where we took it. The only thing I insisted on was that we somehow revamp it and reinvent it for the 21st century. Tim Miller and Cameron took a nod to the new Star Wars trilogy as to their direction with the younger cast using Arnold and Linda Hamilton as anchors for the new story. Quote, a lot of this is handing off the baton to a new generation of characters, Cameron began. Uh, We started a search for an 18-something young woman to essentially be the new centerpiece of these stories and then a number of other characters around her and characters from the future we still full time in the story in intriguing ways but we have arnold's character and linda's character to anchor it somewhere across there i won't say where the baton will get passed so to speak collider noted the original quote from cameron on terminator genesis quote I see this. I start to see things I recognize. It's being very respectful to the first two films. Then all of a sudden it just swerves and I'm going on a journey. I feel like the franchise has been has been reinvigorated like this is a renaissance. The last film was designed to reboot the franchise and combined with the first two movies into one insane nonsensical film. Terminator 6 will open on July 26th, 2019. So obviously I'm assuming he was slept through Genesis to make that comment because <laughs> that was a shit show. I, I, I don't really, I find it hard to be excited for anything Terminator. Like they've just really dragged it fucking mud. Yeah. Well, I think, Unless, I think everybody's hoping because Cameron's back in it, at least, you know, it might be good. Yeah. But Cameron's also become a fucking loon lately too. So I, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, at least we can avatar. (laughs) At least we can write. At least we can expect that he'll respect the source material or at least attempt to. Well, it's it's also not it's his his own source material. So, who knows? but it's also not only his call. That's what people don't 
realize the studio will come down and go, oh, we need this to be better for this particular audience that makes a lot of money. I just read a fucking article uh, recently that said that Hollywood is starting to make movies more um, more like Chinese friendly because it's such a giant movie well, yeah. market. You know, so it's it's the the Chinese movie market isn't like ours. No. Like, they don't like complex storytelling. They want things to be big and flashy well, that's a, and have a star in it. They recognize yeah, that's and, about it. And that's the thing. And like with all of that, um, I mean, that's why a lot of times you'll see like sequels that came out that nobody really wanted was simply because of the fact that the Chinese market made it such a hit. The mummy, which didn't do well out here, uh, went to China and. Yep, it made enough money that the 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 they will continue the franchise. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming did really well here in the states, but it became the highest the highest earning comic book movie of the year because the China market. You right. know that that's that's uh, what War, happens. Warcraft. I mean, right. I don't think they, the intent was to make a Chinese movie for with Warcraft, but Warcraft did not do well here. No, but it did fantastic in China. Yeah. You know, so it's just a different culture. They want different things. And I'm not I'm not harping on them. They can watch whatever they want. Yeah, you are you racist bastard. <laughs> but here's the thing though, they're very strict about what movies are allowed to be played. We gotta remember they're not a well, remember, big on the fr- whole free fucking speech thing. Yeah, which movie I can't remember which DC movie didn't make it over there. Wasn't it Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Suicide Squad that didn't that didn't open in China. And Which is funny to me. Yeah, I know, right? But it's um you know, the movie, the I will see. I'm just saying that it's not just because he's James fucking Cameron. Does it mean he has a golden wand and can and make all our dreams come true? Like he still has to he's being paid by someone. Well, it's, you no, know, the so, rights revert back to him. They're his. I know the rights revert, but the studio can still make choices. Well, it, on things if he's making a movie, unless he's funding the whole fucking thing. Well, I mean, the guy's made more money than God. But yeah, at this particular point, true. you know, James Cameron does wield the the magic wand. I mean, they've already said that Avatar 2 is going to be the ex- most expensive movie ever made. So he can he him like uh, is it going to suck as much as the first one? Um, it might blow. So mm. you always kind of want that option, you know, uh, but I I you know, he's one of those guys, him, you know, he can still command whatever he wants. Like, this is what's going to happen. You know, he'll still have, and uh, directors like him have final product approval. We'll see. That's all I'm saying. I'm not optimistic. That, that, that's just my main point. Yeah. And I think that's just because I've watched so many shitty Terminator movies now. <laughs> like, and I, I love Terminator. It's such a cool premise. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one of those, like, original ideas from the 80s yeah that that i don't want people to fuck up and they fucked them up <laughs> you know so <laughs> it's funny because the beginning of that you know that you always expect here thank you cleveland for coming out tonight are you ready to rock that's one of those iconic fucking songs though that as soon as you hear oh yeah you know motherfuckers just stop like what you're starting to look around for arnold you're like going or the or um or robert patrick have you seen this boy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i would love a modern a more modern retelling of it and stuff like that and if it i guess we can't get any better than cameron to do it so i mean you gotta go with the source material but then again we did get lucas for their prequels I don't want to talk. <laughs> He's another one who lost his fucking mind. 
Anyway, speaking of bringing old stuff back, a female-led reboot of the 1970s TV series Kung Fu is moving forward at Fox with Arrow's um, Greg Berlanti on board as executive. This is like everyone. So there's always someone from Arrow on something now. Well, yeah, because they've done such a great job and creating I know, it's this just universe. Weird. Now suddenly it's like, oh, we want him. According to Deadline, the television reboot written by Arrow executive producer Wendy fucking from Arrow too, yep. has received a put pilot commitment. In addition to Marcel and Berlanti, Sarah Schechter, Shetner, yeah, is on board to executive produce for Warner Brothers and Berlanti Productions. The new series will serve as a sequel to the original show. That's that's better. I like when they do that. I don't know. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel. Mm. So he somehow, so he somehow had a daughter somewhere. I'm assuming. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Quit jumping ahead. No, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> which is set in the, in the, in the which future. is <laughs> hold on, which is set in the 1880s. So it's a seek. It's a prequel then. No. And tells the story of a Shaolin monk named Kwai Chang Kane. David Card played by David Cardi. Yeah, that was the original. Who travels. Oh, okay. I'm I'm explaining the original. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, who travels the American Old West in search of his half brother. Fox's Kung Fu reboot will center around a Buddhist monk named Lucy Chang, who travels 1950s America in search of a man who stole her child. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Marcel has a long-standing working relationship with Lanty before becoming executive producer on Arrow. She served as a writer, and no one fucking cares. Um, they're on fucking Arrow for Christ's sake. They, well, I mean, the people on Arrow make everything on television. Well, now. that's just the way the reason, it is. Arrow is what started everything. But the thing is, is that Arrow has is more action oriented than even the Flash because the Flash is more special effects oriented. I mean, you have complex fight scenes and stuff like that, so that makes sense that they would kind of. No, be I, I'm not listen, but let me not take away from the talented people that make Arrow. I'm just, I just noticed that every time we have an article now about a new TV show. It's one of them. It's blah, blah, blah from arrow. Right. You know, it's just funny to me. One of the, I mean, DC, DC all day. Yeah, you well, know? One of the things that strikes me is, are they going to do the same thing they did in the original? What did they do in the original? Oh yeah. That Bruce Lee guy is good, but he's just too Chinese. Let's go with somebody uh, else. Oh, and they get David Carradine. Uh, well, who's playing? Um, they, if they got ordered a pilot, they haven't even cast yet. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, so I wonder here's if they, the are they going to get somebody who could be kind of Chinese? I saw people <laughs> in the comments. Well, people will be. Most people don't care, but it, the people who do care will be more accepting if it's a female Asian. For eh, actually, certain reasons I think, that I, I don't need to accept. I think most people probably would have accepted a, an Asian, an actual Asian male actor. Oh, yeah. In the 70s, definitely. <laughs> no, um, now. No, I'm talking about now if they reboot. Oh, now, yeah. It, they did with it. Well, here's accent. the thing. And I, I told uh, I, I saw in the comments that people were freaking out that it was a woman. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yes, the original dude have, was because, white because we don't have women in, in, in our society. Right. And I was like, and the original dude was white. They were fucking up then. They're fucking up now. So don't worry about yeah. it. If they if they have a Asian woman, they're closer to what it should have been anyway. Yeah. So who fucking cares? Fucking Michelle, like, yo. Fucking listen, head and dragon all day long. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can sit here and say, oh, this reboot's probably going to suck. 
But honestly, with Steve's telling me the lethal weapon's kind of dope. I trust his opinion, and I'm seeing the numbers on it. Who knows? I mean, they they could make a dope ass fucking kung fu show. In the fifties, I mean, everybody liked never the original kung fu show. No, we didn't. Yeah. And that'd be cool to have a little period uh, period piece television show too. Yeah. You know, but it's like kung fu was a dope little show. Yeah, I liked it. I I've only watch- seen I've only seen a few episodes. Yeah. So to be I, honest, I mean, it, it, by the time I started watching it, they started playing it like. Um, I was young, but it was like five o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. You would see it. So right. I, I would go on there because I wanted to see him finally fight. It was like it, Kung Fu was like the Incredible Hulk TV series. Did all he could to not fight. But then at the end, you know, he Hulk and then, you know, start beating the shit out of people. Like, I don't want to fight, but I'll throw these hands. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to fight, but I'll cut you in half with my pinky. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, oh, fuck. I, I'm, I am very interested in seeing who they're going to cast. Yeah. Um, and I and I hope. You know, what's funny is I never really thought about this until um, I met. And I'm not trying to throw him out, but when, when I met Patrick and he was talking about that situation with Asians in oh, yeah. um, Hollywood. Yeah. And, you know, call it white privilege or me just being oblivious. I didn't fucking realize anything. You know, and then as soon as it's as soon as you get the information, now you see it everywhere. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Because, and I'm yeah, like, damn, for real. It. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here like, well, what the fuck? Well, like the thing you with know? Hellboy, you know, the one the one character that was yeah. Asian in the comic and they hired a white guy. And then everybody and then they say, oh, yeah, this guy's going to play it. And then everybody's like, oh, because, you know, there's not enough Asian people to play this role. And then once the actor himself found out, he just took the role. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh. I had no idea that it was an an ethnic character. You know what? I'm out. I'm dipping. Oh, he bounced. He bounced, and then they had, no stay. A respect, yeah. Dude, and you know, the, like, and then um, the guy uh, Daniel Day Kim, uh, he's been on like a Hawaii Five O and stuff like that, and lost. Um, he ended up. Uh, he got the role um, of that character, and everybody's like, "Yeah, you kind of fucked up early on," you know. <laughs> I don't, it's just like if you're going to make a show about in a martial art form from Asia, right? Where the person is coming from Asia, they should probably be Asian. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's our thing. But the, the thing is, is that the the, stu- the movie system was very. I mean, they're still they still are now, but they're very racist in the beginning. American people didn't want to see ethnic diversity. Oh yeah, Hollywood has always been racist and sexist. Oh yeah, Bo- both both of those things in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's it all, and it's even dirtier because it stems from we know what people don't want to see, right? That kind of shit. Like society has progressed past it already, but they are stuck in an old school kind of thought. And even I don't care if it's old school or not. It wasn't right then. It's not right now. Yeah. And if if you're if like uh, the most recent one was um, and this actually pissed me off. Like I was like, for real, <laughs> um, they had uh, that Ghost in the Shell movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they put Scarlett. Jo- Listen, I, I love Scarlett Johansson like any other red blooded American male. <laughs> OK, but it's bullshit. Yeah. OK, Ghost in the Shell is 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 one of those things is one of those franchises or, or what's the word? It's not franchise. The, um, it's one of those uh, properties. One of those- properties that that works that's not the word i'm looking for but it works um well, you then. that is that is <laughs> love it's oh, yeah. loved by people that, i mean something it, with a devoted fan base like especially ghost in the shell 
What the fuck? And it's even more insulting that you put the white chick yeah. as the main character surrounded by Asians. Yeah. And she's not supposed to be Asian. And, and listen, this is going to sound kind of racist, but let's be real. If there's any kind of human being that we don't have a shortage of, it's fucking Asians. Like, <laughs> go find an Asian actor <laughs> right. to play the fucking role. Like, what the fuck? I didn't even see that movie. I'm going to be real. And I'm usually not that uppity about stuff like this. Like, I just kind of let it roll. But I'm telling you, after talking to Patrick, now you see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck this. Like, this is stupid. And a lot, from what I see on those numbers, a lot of people didn't see it anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just like, stop doing that. You know, it's you, you're insulting an entire culture of people. You're insulting the property that it's doing. And you're insulting the people that are watching it. Like, if I'm watching a movie about an Irish mobster and the Irish mobster is black, I'm going to go, why? This doesn't make any sense. It's different when it's like, um, what? Actually, it really isn't different. I think just I don't care. But like when they change white characters from comic books into black, black characters on movies, it really is the same thing. And it's kind of asinine to say that it's 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 OK to do that. But I just don't fucking care. You know? <laughs> like yeah, It just doesn't. But whatever, you know, because it's not like white people aren't represented in fucking Hollywood. Yeah. So it's it's whatever. And I don't want to be represented. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation, but it's just put some Asian actors in Asian roles. For Christ's sake. <laughs> well, Damn. let's go. Let's 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 move into something that everybody's waiting for. So Rockstar Games is one of those companies that when they make a game, it is a world stopping event. Yes. Seven years ago, they released seven years ago when we started this podcast. God, that, mm-hmm. that's how long it was. Jesus. They released Red Dead Redemption that was originally described as a Western version of Grand Theft Auto. However, the the description did not do the game justice. Red Dead Redemption 2's latest trailer arrived, and it is glorious. This time, we got to know a new outlaw, and the graphics are awe-inspiring. Quote, the all-new trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2, the story of outlaw Arthur, Arthur Morgan and the Vanderlyn gang as they rob fight and steal their way across the vast and rugged heart of America in order to survive, according to the game's official description. The visuals for the new trailer not only give us a more detailed landscape, but more to explore. While the story mode of the original game was amazing, it was the open world exploration that of the game that made it more memorable. The trailer gives us glimpses to locations that we've seen in, pre- in the previous game, but it features new locations as well. One interesting point of fact is it seems that Morgan will be able to hunt with a bow and arrow in this game. And that'll be a new feature. That'll be a great new feature to have. We are trying to stay away from opinion on this blog, but it is hard to do when discussing Red Dead Redemption. It is clearly one of the best games Rockstar ever released. The sequel has been discussed for years and Rockstar never pushes out a game. Unlike Activision, Rockstar waits for a story worth telling and this will bring the fans. This sequel, this was the sequel that many people never thought would be developed. Honestly, don't be surprised if the sales of this game break records. It's been seven years and if you, are, and if you have never played this game, you are doing yourself a disservice. Play this game over the weekend and you'll pre-order the sequel. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming spring 2018 for the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. The original Red Dead Redemption. And Switch. No, I just kidding. <laughs> it probably won't be on no. Switch. Um, the original Red, Red, 
Red Dead Redemption is backwards compatible uh, with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it is PS4. It might be uh, on their PS Now. You can, um, well, if you have PS Now, you could stream it to your PlayStation 4. Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you have an Xbox, though, <laughs> you can buy the game uh, and play it. I, I have it because um, I, I bought it on I bought it digitally on Xbox 360 years ago. So it showed up on my list um, and I've, I was playing it a couple weeks ago, actually. And I, I actually introduced it to uh, some of my older kids. You know, I was like, check this out. And um, it's just such good quality fucking storytelling. Oh, yeah. The game mechanics are perfect. Um, and if you've never, you if just you just have a point in that game, like you have a right. purpose in that game. And if you don't know, if you've never played it before, it, it's it is Grand Theft Auto in the Wild Wild West because it's running on the same engine. Uh, there's just no cats. You can steal horses. Um, the but you're kind you're more of a hero, like an anti-hero, yeah. you know, and it's only one character as opposed to like the new Grand Theft Auto. Where you're controlling three people. I don't know. They might change it in the second one, but um, the soundtrack. <laughs> The the ambient noise, mm-hmm. the fucking the voice acting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I got thrown out of the you can you, these little side missions. You can throw fucking people out of the whorehouse <laughs> getting uppity or then you can go play um that. I forget what they call it in the game, but that where you're fucking quickly hitting a knife in between your fingers. Oh, yeah. You yeah. play that with people. You could play poker. You fuck this game is fucking unreal and i'm talking about the first one from yeah. seven years ago i still have like, it for my playstation 3 i still have oh, it's so good oh, yeah after reading this i was like going oh fuck i gotta play that again <laughs> i know for real um it's it's just it's such i feel like we had the same conversation about la noir oh yeah like honestly like it's it's so funny that um people consider these oh this is rockstar's side projects now fuck that rockstar doesn't have side no. projects their, their games are fantastic and for that main reason is they don't put things out until they're fucking ready to be out yeah you know and they, they, you're gonna wait and it's funny too because it's like within the last seven years like red dead redemption came out and we're talking we're finally talking about the sequel ellie noir had had come out and we talked about it on the show and now we're getting the remaster you know it's kind of like within so that good. it's just like going god it's like the stories always stay the same like in the end it's like we're reporting the same shit over the last seven years but when it's this kind of oh, shit, yeah. I don't mind. Oh yeah, like I mean, I give a and, fuck and about I think, another Call of Duty game, but give me fucking Red Dead Redemption or honestly, Rockstar's smart about it, oh, yeah. and Bethesda's smart about it too. Another one, yeah. They, people complain, oh, that takes forever for the games to come out. Yeah, but you've already forgotten. So now mm-hmm. the hype train is fucking in full effect. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh shit, opposed to fucking Call of Duty, where no one's excited about Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed, or, right? Or Assassin's Creed, there's so fucking many of them. I got the Assassin's Creed China, and I still haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, um, the only games that should come out every year are sports games. Yeah. That's it, because they have to. But other than that, stop it. <laughs> Just make a quality game. Right. I'm tired of them day one patches. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. You get a game, and you can't even fucking play it that night, because you got to download this giant patch. <laughs> the Division. <laughs> bruh you remember that shit i'm like oh let me get this division i had to install it and then there's patches and patches and patches. i'm like it it just came out and you have a slow like, internet I got a, connection so it really I got, makes right? it even worse i got the shit launched it because i got i got the i couldn't complain too much because i got the game for free when i bought my new uh keyboard which i still have so beautiful um 
But yeah, <laughs> I want to go back to the days where I grab the cartridge off the fucking shelf, shove it in the machine and just play the fucking game. The glitches glitches of some games were some of the best parts of the game. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I digress. <laughs> Speaking of old school, my brother, we got this some more ridiculous. Fuck that. That price. We got some. It's we, a the bit. price is ridiculous, but <laughs> let's let's get into it. We got some details. Finally, Atari released more details about the it's Atari box game console today, disclosing for the first time that the machine will run Linux on an <laughs> I knew advanced you'd be excited micro with that on on this is dumb on an advanced micro devices processor that's amd for everyone else by the way <laughs> um and costs 250 to 300 dollars. in an exclusive interview last week with gamesbeat atari box creator and general manager um fergal fergal mac that's a short fake name for mac, if i ever heard <laughs> no it's short for mac um Khalid. this motherfucker is irish or scottish there, there is no other choice um <laughs> said atari will begin a crowdfunding campaign on indiegogo why are a lot of people using indiegogo now i don't know i think it's just i think it just probably has lesser constrictions than uh mm. than the other one what was the other one um i can't remember what the other service was i don't either maybe that's why people don't fucking use yeah. um indiegogo this fall and launch the atari box in the spring of 2018 the Atari Box will launch with a large back catalog of publishers of the publishers' classic games. Uh, the idea is to create a box that makes people feel nostalgic about the past, but it's also capable of running the independent games they want to play today, like Minecraft or <laughs> Tiaria. Um, the Tiaria, which is a 2D Minecraft. Um, the new box will have an AMD custom processor with Radeon graphics. It will run the that made AMD is making the processes for fucking all these consoles now, dude. Like the, the AMD makes the process for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, it will run the Linux operating system with a user interface with a user interface. It's customizing for TVs. Mac said that the machine will run PC games, but it will also be capable of, do, of doing streaming, running apps, browsing the web and playing music. I hope so. If it does all that <laughs> shit. Um, as far as games go, the machine will run the kind of games that a mid range PC can do today but it won't run AAA games that require high-end PC performance. Although if streaming is involved, you, you might be able to get some streaming services on there. Um, Atari will factor in feedback from fans, particularly on things like content colors, special editions, early access, and design options. But it has made some key decisions on the design, which pay, pays homage to older consoles such as the Atari 2600, which debuted in 1977 you can't deny that console sexy as fuck oh no no that no. little wood grain yeah. on the front come on now um da -da -da -da. mac joined atari for this project and it wouldn't be happening without his involvement as as an aside he'll be a speaker at um venture beats upcoming games beat summit 2018 event on april 9th 10th in berkeley california Mac thought of the idea for the box when he saw kids and their friends connecting laptops to TVs so they could play Minecraft and other software. Is that is that how we got the idea? Not <laughs> game consoles in general. OK, um, Mac has been involved in technology companies for years. His his past companies included FM2 Games, Now Computing and Media Lab Barcelona. As Atari start, started talking about the project, Mac was astounded to see how much love people had for Atari. Quote, 
I was blown away when a 12-year-old knew every single game Atari had published. Really? Is that 12-year-old? <laughs> um, that's brand magic. We're coming in like a startup with a legacy, Max said. We, we've attracted a lot of interest, and AMD showed a lot of interest in supporting us and working with us. With Indiegogo, we also have a strong partnership. Max said Indiegogo will be able to offer stronger international support. For, oh, there you go. There's the answer right there. Stronger international support for crowdfunding as well as hardware support. Mm. As a Linux-based op- open system, the Atari box will also promote freedom for users to run whatever they want. Freedom. Users will have free access freedom. to the underlying OS to customize as they wish. Um, that's actually smart for something like this because people are just making games for it yeah. if it gets popular enough. Um, people are... you. Uh, I'm, I'm, skipping, I'm skipping the fluff. Yeah, it's like whatever. There's actually no more, really. Still, no, not really any specs or anything, but um, it, it's looking interesting to say the least. Um, I think the price it is it is a little higher, but for what it does, you know what I mean. Like, um, but the problem is, is that excuse doesn't work as well when pretty much everyone has something that does all that already. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I can see people. I think this will fit a niche market if it's mainly for the nostalgia, but if they could put some interesting shit on it. Yeah, that would be, that would be, that would make it worth, right. worth getting. I would expect a price drop though. Yeah. Pretty, Pretty quick. quick. Yeah. All right. Moving on into comic news. So my, my comic entry this week is actually my review of Marvel, Marvel legacy number one. So when Marvel Legacy was announced, it seemed to be more like Rebirth was to DC, not a dramatic reboot of their continuity, but more of a repositioning of their entire hero lineup. Jason Aaron, just off his Star Wars and Darth Vader runs, took over the massive restart and did a great job overall. While Asad Rebek received artist credit, it was helped out by other artists and it showed. While Marvel's Legacy, while Marvel Legacy is a one shot, it sort of gives everyone a starting point to expect in the series that will follow after this issue. For a long time, we are given a backstory over a mysterious voiceover that is setting the stage for things to come. The 50 plus page one shot was the narrative jumping back and forth between the past and present to what boils down to an overreaching arc about the Infinity Stones. We start off with 1 million BC Avengers with a witty repartee between the Phoenix and Odin, who seems to be having a little trouble lifting that hammer lately. However, he is flanked by an ancient Ghost Rider, Sorcerer Supreme, Iron Fist, and Black Panther. And it seems it sets up an enemy from the past that is about to disrupt the future. There is a moment that has Iron Fist and Doctor Strange investigating a breach, uh, an attempted breach, at Doctor Strange Sanctum Sanctorium. They are unable to find out who the attempted intruder was, but we discover that Norman Osborn has been attempting to gain access. This is interesting as this is the first time Osborn has been shown outside of the Spider-Man comic line. Does this mean his influence will be felt in the Marvel line? Two major battle set pieces took place between the Avengers featuring the mighty Thor, Sam Wilson's Captain America and Iron Heart and Starbrand having a showdown with Robbie Reyes's gold uh, Ghost Rider. 
what this is setting up will have a major impact on the titles that will be coming out around this. However, these are not the two biggest surprises. The first surprise was revealed earlier last week as Wolverine returns from the dead, stopping one of Loki's henchmen and obtaining an Infinity Stone. The biggest surprise came at the end of Franklin and Valera Richards. Last time we saw them at the end of Secret Wars, they were leaving the universe with their parents. And this would coincide with a conversation between Johnny Storm and The Thing about being remembered. With an introduction of the children, will Sue and Reed be too far behind? Overall, the comic was a good setup for what is to come in the coming months. All series are returning to their original numbering scheme, return of, an, of the old guard and resurrection of many dead characters. Marvel Legacy number one seems to position the Marvel Universe in a positive start, setting up the return of some major characters and possibly having their younger replacements remain. While DC, like DC, Marvel seems to have understand what fans would like to have and made a course correction. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. Hmm. yeah i um i need to catch up on my comic yeah i saw that and i was like oh yeah this is where kind of the the reboot lies because now you also see you know captain america back to being himself and uh you have tony stark who is supposedly been in stasis since the end of um since the end of i think it was secret wars when, yeah. when Ironheart took over and then uh, his body disappeared and uh, things like that. So it, it's definitely setting up for the returns of, of a lot of the old characters, which I thought was a mistake of sidelining a bunch of them just so you can have new young characters come in. I mean, I get the idea, but just putting them in place of some of those characters just seems lazy. Like it to me, it was kind of like, I OK, you know, why can't we have more than one Iron Man? We have... You know, Batman has how many people in the Bat universe, you know, that are that are heroes. Why can't we do that? You know, why can't we have an Ironheart with the original Iron Man? And, you know, we have War Machine for crying out loud. You know, it's like, come on. Well, is Iron Man still the the chick? Is the AI? He was the AI for the chick's suit. OK, his consciousness was. Um, but is she still Iron Man? Well, or a Iron Man? She's yeah. Ironheart. Yeah. It's turning into Spider-Verse at this point. Like, there's, there's going to be a bunch of Iron Man. Um, yeah, because I heard there were mixed reviews on her, but I haven't read any. Actually, I, I, I dug her. I, I dug her um, her storyline. Like, hers was good. Uh, the Ms. Marvel one, I really liked. Um, uh, so there, there, was, there was a few of them that I really liked. Other ones, I was just kind of like, meh. You know, but. Yeah. They can't all be winners. Yeah, it is what it is. On DC or Marvel, <laughs> you know, so. This, uh, what I'm about to read was penned, not written, penned, mm. scribed even, <laughs> by Stephen Vagas himself, uh, and can be found on thelazybeast.com. As we start pushing into October, you will notice promotional materials for Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment's long-awaited Justice League. Now, you would not expect this event to, to not have some special crossover or variants in their comic line to promote both the movies and comics. The Nerdist has some special variant covers that will accompany some of their comics for the month of November. The site has exclusives on a sneak peek of covers for both Action Comics number 991 and Superman number 35. The cover for Action Comics 991 will have Gail Gadot's uh, Wonder Woman along with Ben Affleck's Batman. They will be standing in front of the symbol of hope, which is a Superman symbol, um, however, while I respect the Yannick's Yannick Parquet's 
artwork on many occasions. His Wonder Woman looks less like Gil Gadot and more like any cosplayer. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I looked at that. I was like, going, wow, like all her distinctions is like gone. Like they're all. Yeah, she out. looks like she looks like she phoned it in and it's not even really there. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's weird. Just put up a just um, put up a little uh, stand. You know, what do you do? Those little uh, cardboard stand ups. <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of like that. <laughs> the cover for Superman number 35 will feature Jason Momoa's Aquaman, Gadot's Wonder Woman and Affleck's Batman. The artwork artwork for this cover is uh, Renato Guides and his Wonder Woman has sim- similar look looking issues. He has managed to take away all the uniqueness of Gadot and make her more like Jessica Chobot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I can see it in the face. Actually, the only one who looks like the actor that portraying them is um is aquaman yeah even batman's kind of just a generic batman yeah um action comics number 991 will hit shelves on november 8th while superman number 35 will drop on november 15th movie adaptation covers usually don't have a huge impact on collectors but it may do something for the kids oh and it will help promote the movie in case you forgot it was coming yeah because (laughs) you know Right. It's barely marketed movie that none of us know. About. Right. It's going to get one of those that you're going to. Oh, I didn't know that came out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's going to be that one guy <laughs> that will be that one guy. I thought they came out oh, a long shit. time ago. <laughs> Justice League is coming out. They're making a movie. <laughs> and then everyone in the shop's going to look at him. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you're going to have it. Get the fuck out of my house. That's what you're going to hear. <laughs> I think I would tell someone that. <laughs> if There's a Justice League movie coming out. Leave. Yeah, fuck out of my get face. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, all right. And in technology news earlier this month, we reported that there would be a delay in the release of the iPhone X. When the device was announced two weeks ago, Apple announced the release in early November. Given by the short to no lines uh, for the iPhone 8, it seems many are waiting for the iPhone X. And judging by the Wall Street Journal's reporting, the iPhone X may have limited supplies. It is rumored that there were uh, manufacturing issues with the iPhone X's facial recognition feature. However, it is reporting that that this exact issue is causing further delays. The new facial recognition sensor is broken into two halves, a Romeo module that projects the infrared dots to the face and a Juliet module that reads the pattern. The issue is that Romeo modules take more time to assemble than the Juliet modules. This has created a bottleneck that would inadvertently cause a shortage of completed devices. With lines almost being non-existent, according to The Verge, many people are holding out for the iPhone X. With a supply shortage, many people will have to wait before they can simply pre-order one. Some of them are projecting that many people will have to wait until... 2018 to get the device iphone sales usually dominate apple's revenue when it comes to the holiday shopping season with many people passing up on the iphone 8 for the limited iphone x this will cause a frenzy however apple may feel it when their revenues take a hit during the holiday season apple's response to this shortage will be interesting to say the least the fucking iphone x is gonna be hard to get because it's too fucking expensive no, but don't 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 iPhones usually have kind of a shortage the first round? Usually, but not to this extent. Um, then, right. And then they they were talking about this beforehand that, yeah, they usually have some type of shortage because, you know, by the time they're actually out there and they get there, but they go. But with this type of and that's why this was kind of a new thing was because because they're still having issues 
with the um, facial recognition. And when I was watching the video, you know, pr promoting the facial recognition, I was intrigued by it because it's supposed to, you know, kind of do what motion capture does in a lot of instances for your face. So it's designed that regardless of what kind of light you're in and, you know, things like that, it should, it, it's going to unlock. Yeah. It's scan It's not just scanning your face. It's scanning the st structure of your head. Right. Basically. Um, which is interesting. It's interesting technology. Um, but, and, and Apple is not the only one who does this <laughs> by any means, but don't release something unless it's ready. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a disservice to the customers that are paying the asinine amount of money for it. You know, if, if I were to spend a thousand or a little over a thousand dollars for a phone and it didn't work perfectly, I would be livid. <laughs> like, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not your beta tester. You know, so I don't know. Hopefully everything works out for the Apple peeps. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, hearing about that, because I was like when I when I watched the video and I was like going, OK, and I'm like, well, what kind of technology are you using for that? Then when I read this article that I um, and then I was like, oh, OK, I see. And I say, oh, because part of the problem is because part of it is a little more complicated, which makes sense. You're putting the red dots to actually scan, the, you know, to mark the face. Yeah, that's probably going to require a lot more, a lot more work than, you know, the the little Chinese hands can handle. Over there, at Fox, <laughs> over there at Foxconn in the fucking iPhone lines. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have more bad news for <laughs> Apple people. <laughs> I saw the video by um, the way of this. <laughs> yeah. When Apple unve and unveiled, I almost said unveiled, unveiled the iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus and iPhone X during its big September press conference a couple of weeks ago, the company said the glass backs on the phone on the phone are the strongest glass ever to be used on a smartphone. <sighs> Which is, of course they did. They should have I mean, phrased it. Apple always they says this is the best. They should have phrased it the best iPhone glass. Exactly. <laughs> they fucked up by saying ever. Yeah. You know? um, there's no reason to beat around the bush. That was a lie. Apple has been known to bend and stretch the truth from time to time. And the company's no. executives are nothing if not dramatic while unveiling new products. Uh, but the claim that the glass back on the iPhone 8 iPhone plus and iPhone X is the strongest ever isn't just dramatic. It's disingenuous. Don't believe us. Uh, let's check out a brand new test that utilizes a professional drop test machine. This article is from BGR.com, by the way, um, which I've been reading lately. Their website's pretty dope. Um, Oh, shit, I lost my place now. Fucking BGR. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the glass backs on Apple's new 2017 iPhone lineup might be really strong. They might even have a copper infused layer, like Apple said on stage earlier this month. But the claim that these phones contain the strongest glass ever to be used on a smartphone is flat out ridiculous. YouTuber phone buff, YouTuber phone buff, should probably phrase that right, has access to a professional drop test machine that he uses each time a major smartphone is released. And this past Friday, when the iPhone 8 and iPhone 8 Plus were released, he fired it up. Since Samsung beat Apple to the punch with all-glass smartphone backs, um, iPhone pitted the new iPhone 8 Plus against its top rival from Samsung, the Galaxy Note 8. So Steve's phone, essentially, um, both phones did horribly. <laughs> yeah, because they're made out of fucking glass. Well, yeah. um, the video begins with a back-down drop test um with both phones and wouldn't you know it the backs on both phones were smashed after the first drop 
uh, Apple's strongest glass ever couldn't even survive a single drop without shattering. Um, this video is actually really dope. Uh, you can definitely catch the link on the lazybeast.com in our show notes. Um, but yeah, the video pretty much shows that these phones are not fucking Kevlar. Well, what the, th- the, the funny thing is when I watched the, the drop, the, the, they had the drop test and they said that the Samsung kind of barely beat out the iPhone. But then they did the drop test later on from the higher, you know, from the, the higher position. And the Samsung actually performed a lot better than the than the iPhone because the yeah. iPhone actually started losing pieces at half the amount of time to be dropped. And and this shouldn't become as a surprise to any iPhone user. I mean, you know, you drop shit and that thing breaks all the time. But it was w- interesting when I when I actually started actually looking into why the fuck these phones have glass backs. It's because of the wireless charging. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. They can't have full plastic because the wire. Because you got to think about it, it can go through plastic, right. the wireless charging, but everyone's got their phone in a phone case, right? So it has to go through the case. Like mine goes through my OtterBox, but I, if the back was plastic, it probably would. Well, that was it was you know, it was interesting it because it took me it took me a while before I, I figured before you know I found that because uh, when my um, got a wireless charger for my brother's phone for my brother's phone, he had gotten a new case and it had an aluminum back on it and yeah you know and he's like it's not charging and i'm like you know what i think it might be the case and he did it without and then i i felt bad so i got him another case that were like you know uh the rubberized case and stuff like that and it worked fine but it was like and then later when i found out it's like that's why and i was like oh okay because it was one of those things that i kind of was like why the hell did it but then ever it never concerned me enough to actually go ahead and look <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's it's shitty but oh here's an interesting thing um, where, where was it? Oh, it says, want to see what a drop test looks like with a device that actually does utilize the strongest glass ever to be used on a smartphone. Here you go. So there's a video. It says, yep, it's the Moto Z2 Force. I heard about that. The, the video above might be a promotional video, but you can search YouTube and find dozens of videos just like it. Um, I, myself, the person who wrote this article, dropped the phone on its face and the corners in the corners more than 10 times in a row while testing it and the glass held up just fine. So here's the thing. And I was talking about this with a few of the Apple people at work and, and they miss the point like <laughs> most Apple fans right. because they're so caught up in the marketing. They don't get it. I'm like, yeah, I watched the video. Samsung broke too. And I'm like, yes, but Samsung never said they were made out of the strongest glass ever. Yeah. That's the point is Apple will tell you anything to get you in that fucking Apple store. And, and it's important and that's fine. They can bullshit, you know, whatever. They're not the only company who's ever done yeah. that. They just do it all the time. Um, but it's important for consumers who are dropping hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to do some research. Yeah. You know, it, and it's not even difficult to do research anymore. Just go to fucking YouTube and watch the damn video. Well, yeah, but everybody's like, drinking so much of the Kool-Aid that it's really, you know, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous to the point where you're just kind of like, oh, Jesus, come on, just just admit that it isn't as strong as you think, you know, and I think and Sam, it, go ahead. All Samsung said about their glass was, I think it's gorilla glass, I yeah. think, or it's like scratch resistant or something. Yeah, the front. Yeah. Yeah. The front it's glass is glass guys. Yeah. Like we've been making it for, for a long time and it breaks when you hit it too hard. It's just the way it is. If, the, if you, they could make a phone out of bulletproof fucking glass, that's scratch proof. That phone gonna cost about three grand. Right. You know, that glass ain't cheap. And most likely you know, won't so have wireless charging either. No, it won't. It'll be too thick. 
So like my dick. <laughs> it's 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 a case of wanting your cake and eating it too. Yeah. You know, if everybody wants wireless charging, everybody wants these super slim phones. Well, okay, but they're not going to be super durable. That's funny. We've seen super durable phones. Yeah. They're the military has special. They're big. Yeah. It was funny that you said, uh, you know, having your cake and eat it too. I was watching uh, John Oliver last week, and he was saying that he was he was talking about something and then they were mentioned shark tank and the guy goes, yeah, he goes, these, dec- these cakes, you know, they're like, Oh my God, those things are beautiful. He goes, yeah. He goes, they're, they're beautiful. They're state of the art and they're plastic. He picked them up and he showed it. They're like, he's like, they're just, you know, show cakes. And then the guy goes, and then John Oliver looks and goes, what you're saying that I can't have my cake and can't eat it too. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, cause we have to have both. <laughs> And, that, and that's it's it's part consumer and part the company yeah. like the company knows it, what its people will accept. And, right. you know, they they say, well, our people will believe that it's this, you know, and it's like it's the strongest glass ever made. Yeah, it probably is. And it probably was the original piece. But then when you made it for the phone, it didn't quite become so powerful. But then didn't it. Don't we get into false advertisement claims at that point, too? It depends. It depends because they can say it on there, but whatever the written document says could be different, like the support page or something like that, that that could be it. But I don't know. I didn't see it, so I, I didn't hear the actual quote. Um, so, you know, which is kind yeah. of the cool thing with the Apple TV is like they have a, a an app that goes through like the Apple releases and you can watch them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool, neat little feature like I could go back and look at like the, the iPhone release and see what they actually said about it. Right. Or go on YouTube, but you know, it's probably easier through an Apple device anyway. <laughs> it's totally redubbed. Like, you know, <laughs> like Tim Cook's voice is not even Tim Cook's voice. It's somebody else who did. It's Morgan Freeman yeah. <laughs> and shit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and by, in no way am I saying that the iPhone's a piece of shit. Apple's a piece of shit. <laughs> Because they they make up fucking stories. Uh, it's up to shenanigans, well, and it's, yeah. it's nothing new. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I guess on that note, we have finally reached the end of the headlines. Uh, you know, of all the seven years that we've been doing this, that's the best music choice I think I, I, we've ever had. Yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, yeah. I almost want to play it when I walk into work. And right when that hits, when it goes, boom, I just want to pause for a second <laughs> and then go. <laughs> Either that or. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you dun, dun, ain't ready dun, for dun, that. <laughs> so uh, this week we lost a pop culture icon. Or some have even called him a true legend. The Playboy founder, Hugh Hefner, passed away at the age of 91 and is reported that he has died of natural causes. Hopefully with a chick on his dick, because that's kind of how you expect it. You know, you know, they say women. Some people tell me that women drive you to a, to an early grave. I think that was proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because he's had he's quite a few, quite a few. Of course. He did, none of these women argue with him either. <laughs> right. So I think it's a little different. So some of the some of the things and I, and we were going to we 
you know, when we found out about this and this is, this is, this is like major pop culture at, you know, uh, of his passing. But one of the things I kind of wanted to touch on really quickly. And, uh, I mean, is the duality in which, how people regard him, you know, you have people who regard him as a, you know, um, how should I say kind of a, uh, uh, a, a polarizing figure. Yeah, yeah, he's a polarizing <laughs> figure. Some people regard him as um, a uh, a patron of filth, uh, yeah. demonizing women and all of that. And then you have others that say that you know he was a you know pillar for the sexual revolution in and uh, you know and uh, fought for you know Roe versus Wade, free speech, civil rights, you know. And, uh, and all of that. And, and, um, and it was funny because I, I had mentioned that to my brother and my brother goes, all he's known for is for, and he paused for a second, he goes, freeing boobs. And then I, my response was, and God bless him for it. You know, it's right. like, you know, <laughs> but like it's, they say, well, he fought for free speech. No, he fought for his company, which was free speech. I mean, which was free speech and that's fine. You know, and, and I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, but you know how it is when somebody passes away, they, they beef it up a little well, bit, which they should. Yeah, and then you, you know? have the, you have the other people that are the other side that are saying, you know, he denigrated women. He, you know, um, he didn't help the, uh, sexual revolution. He exploited women. And, you know, as most of uh, most people say, you know, uh, treated him with disrespect. But then when you look at the people, former playmates, you know, or, you know, that, that appeared in the, in his magazine have all, have been quick to come to his defense, you yeah. know, to say, I've never heard a, a former playmate complain. No. And, you know, even, uh, Pamela Horton put one out on her, uh, on her Instagram talking about the, um, her experience Cause she was, she goes, she came in as a gamer chick. She goes, I never, you know, dolled up myself to look like everybody else in bikini. She goes, you know, she said that she, they, and she showed a picture of her at the the Playboy Mansion. She's the only one in jeans and a t-shirt and wearing Vans. And like all the other playmates are in like bikinis and stuff like that. And she goes, and with her interaction, she goes, half newer, half, you know, you know, half newer, half to- taught her, um, told her to never change her attitude, never change her appearance for anyone, told her, you know, kept promoting, you know, self, uh, you know, self-identification, you know, know who you are and said he never, ever handled her inappropriately. Um, another one was, um, what's her name? Adrian Curry. Curry. Yeah. She said the same thing. She was just like, you know, she had, she just had the utmost respect for Hugh. Hugh have never treated her with disrespect. In fact, treated her with the utmost respect, you know, just, just the way he was handling all of them. And then, yeah, that's true. You never hear the play, the playmates ever say, oh, he was a scumbag. He was, you know, this, that, or the well, other thing. One detail that people love to skip over when they say that these, um, these men are, are, are uh exploiting women they're not slaves right like they're there because they want to be there (laughs) so if anyone's exploiting anything they're exploiting themselves if if you want to fit into that narrative right like it's so funny when these these um 
super feminists, these modern feminists now, they want to talk about the exploitation of women. I mean, you want to go a couple thousand years back. Okay. Right. But in the 20th century, you can't exploit someone who's happily taking their check. You know what I mean? It, it, no one was forced to do anything, and, but no one ever wants to say, oh, it's the women that are doing no, that. They, they, has no, to be it's evil. Big, there has to be an evil. It's that it. big evil man yeah. that's tricking them. And if that's true, that means they're all morons. Well, yeah, I've always had an I've always had a problem with people saying that, oh, well, the men are devious. You know, they can. It's like going. So you're basically saying women are naive, yet you're saying that women are smart. How can you? You can't be both. Right. You know, um, if I'm sorry, but if someone came up to me, there is no way. That anyone on this planet, I don't give a fuck if it's Stephen Hawking, I don't care how smart they are, and convince me to take my clothes off so they could take pictures of it without me wanting to do it. Especially in the 60s. Right. Those, the, the 60s was not, it, it was just starting to be a more free thing with sexuality. These women knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted to do it. You know, I'm, and I'm not going to sit here and say that he... He was the sole reason the swinging 60s happened. But he did he did in, in his own way liberate women as to give them a freedom of choice. Yeah. They can do what they want to do. They don't no one can tell them what to do other than being a normal boss. But I'm just saying, <laughs> right. you know, and, and a lot of he gets a lot of flack too for um I always thought this was funny. So in the 60s, like, oh, he just puts the women he thinks are pretty. And I said, one, why not? It's his <laughs> right. company. And two, most women pretty much dressed the same, had the same hairstyles back then. There wasn't much diversity in how people looked yeah. back then when it came to style. You know, so everyone wanted to be blonde because Marilyn Monroe was blonde. So there was a lot of blonde chicks back then, you know, I, stuff like that. I mean, if you even it's just like, you, why is it all his fault? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even if you think about it, you know, there are there are women who were like, I want to be a Playboy playmate. Like, that's what the, that's what they're desiring. Everybody's like, you shouldn't want that. It's like, why not? And then I'm looking at a picture right here on uh, the article that Steve's linked on the show notes from The Hollywood Reporter. And they say, oh, all the all of them were just blonde bimbos. There are I can see five playmates, well, only four and a half because half of the chick's face is covered. And there is one blonde. Yeah. And all of their facial structures look different. So it's like you're all full of shit. Yeah. You know, so it, it's. It's stupid. I think a lot of it is. And and I'm going to say it and it's it's probably going to piss some maybe maybe not anyone listening to this show, but <laughs> this kind of talk pisses people off. But it's true. The Usually the ones that scream the most about about pretty girls looking pretty are girls that don't look pretty. Right. In the general sense. Yeah. And I, I and I fully if 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 someone if this is going to sound cheesy, but I do believe this. I think women are beautiful. And in every way, shape or form, as long as they're pretty on the inside, <laughs> right. then then every everyone, uh, every single woman has has qualities that are endearing um, because I'm a man and I'm straight. So I, I like women and I'm also incredibly sexist. I actually said this at work um, the other day. Uh, my friend's like, oh, why? Why are you nicer to girls? I'm like, actually, I have an answer for that. I am incredibly sexist. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yep, I'm I'm a sexist person. But in the opposite way, where I let women get away with more than men, because you take care of your fucking self and get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> now it's the end of that conversation. Right. So, but yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous that he used to get so. I, I understand when he got flack in the past because it was just a different time. 
But now would it come on? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean we, I, it, to me, I, I can pick up a magazine where, where girls are holding open their vagina yeah. and we're, we're sitting here knocking Playboy. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, it was kind of it was an issue of like, you know, I, I've I've watched documentaries on on Hugh on Hugh Hefner, not because like I love to be Hugh Hefner, because let's be honest, what 12 year old, you know, what 13 year old boy would, you know, um, but this the the looking at it you know you're kind of like i was kind of like well you know they say these other things but i never because i only knew what you know the media portrayed which was always oh the you know porn distributor guy so then i i actually watched some documentaries and i was like going wow i was looking at all the stuff like the like uh and they mentioned in the article the 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 music shows he used to he used to um have on television and he would, which was responsible for the Playboy Jazz Festival that mm-hmm. he created to have people exposed to jazz in Los Angeles. It was an in, in uh, revenue uh, maker, brought talent and yeah, because wasn't it back then jazz was was kind of dying wasn't out. popular yeah, it was, at all on the West Coast. Yeah, it was dying out over here. All, the, all yeah. those clubs were, were going under, and he brought them. He brought them out, and he would actually showcase a lot of them on his shows. And he was one of the first people that actually had african-american musicians play in a room full of white people Mm -hmm. you know on his show he he skirted the whole color line that you couldn't have certain you know colors on there you know people of certain races you know he just he felt that it was stupid you know and it was funny too because he did it in a way that was uncharacteristic for that he did it like it was just normal yeah like he he was normal and everyone else was crazy yeah he never made a big deal out of it he never stood on some fucking podium saying I'm a champion for the African-American community. He never did that. Yeah. He just he just like, I like this person. So they're going to be here playing in my fucking show. Yeah. And, and I dug it. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you find a lot of the stuff that he's he's done. I mean, it's a fucking businessman. He knows what sells. I mean, come yeah. on. But, you're you know, comparing him to somebody like, you know, Bob Guccione, who did, you know, fucking uh, Penthouse or uh, what's his name from Hustler. Um, Flint, Flint, Larry, yeah, Larry Flint. Flint. I was gonna, I was gonna say Woody Harrelson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, though. it is. But you know, I mean, he, he he wasn't on that level. He was that classier, you know. Because even if you look at like his news, the news were always classy. You know, yeah. he, you know, and and then of course, you know, that of course for the sixties, any nude is not classy. Right. But if we look at it with a twenty first century look. Right. They were very tame. Yeah. They weren't they weren't over the top. <laughs> and then, you know, when you get into the 60s, you know, you had that uh I think it was mid, early early to mid 60s, he started having those interviews. Those big interviews yeah. with like 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 luminaries, like you know, people that are like, you know, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, and then he would have like, you know, Betty Davis and and Stanley Kubrick and Mae West and Carter and President Carter and John Wayne, he had, you know, I mean, the like they list on here, modern history, they go John Steinbeck, Ray Bradbury, Ian Fleming, Kurt Vonnegut, Norman Mailer, and Jack Kerouac. That's why that saying, I read it for the articles, articles was actually legitimate. Yeah. Like they had amazing fucking exposés and editorials, just beautiful stuff yeah. going on and stuff that no one else was printing. Right. Because everybody was just printing the, the, yeah, well, you know, we're not going for that crowd. We're just going for the guys that just want to get off real quick. Right. You know? But then you also have to say, too, is he, 
I, and I love to tell people this when this topic comes, it's been coming up since, since he passed, um, is that, oh, he just, um, it was just smut and this and that. But yeah, it was because American culture was fucking prudish as shit. Still the French have been shit. doing this for years. Yeah, it's still bro. Prude. The Fr- Yeah. Do you want to know why the American GIs loved liberating France? <laughs> because the women were fucking liberating they were a little them. bit more free. <laughs> they were liberating yeah. them. They were, they were liberated. You know, it's, it's just like, and and back then they used to say the French women look like whores because they wore makeup. Yeah. Like they wore color more colorful makeup and stuff like that. It's it, it's silly fucking shit left over from the Quakers. Well, I mean like who gives I mean, a shit? shit? You know, this country was founded by a religious group that even the British said, You're a little too uptight, get the fuck out of my house. You right. know, and so it's like, yeah, naturally that's gonna be that's gonna be the society we have. And that's you know, that's why it's more guarded over sex than it is about violence. You know, and it, it, it's it's just that kind of it's just that culture that's that's permeated, even though we're, you know, quote unquote, you know, evolved or our modern sensibilities. We're still hounded by that. You know, there's still that like, oh, he had a sex scandal, which means, oh, he cheated on his wife, which means he's a, he's he, you know, it, it, he's cheated on his wife. So that means he's able to commit murder. It's like, wait, what? Like, where is that jump? Yeah. You know, America. Oh, and you could see it in the media. America. The majority of Americans still view sex as bad. And just because you're seeing sex more and people are having more sex, they think it's naughty or it's taboo or we can't because people think sex is bad in this country. You know, and it really isn't. Because I was I mean, I was rewatching or I've been watching, um, you know, I'm into true crime and uh, A&E had this special about the Lacey Peterson murder. And uh, so they went through this whole thing and it's basically they really took the angle and the reporters even did, too, like. Oh, the media had an agenda like we we were going to convict this guy, you know, and they were saying that, yeah, they go because he, you know, he he had an affair on Lacey means he could have killed her. That's that's the that's the narrative that went with. It's like, well, yeah, because he is now a, lot. a morally horrible person. Right. And I'm like, going, in what point do you make that <laughs> jump? Murder and banging a random chick are two <laughs> totally different things. You know, it's like, you know, and, I, and I, I'm looking more at it and I was really watching it and I'm just like going, you know, because back then I was like going, that guy looks like a douchebag. But now, you know, and I look at it now with, with more of a critical eye and, and knowing how the media actually functions. Um, I was like, you know, I kind of don't think he did it. But at the same time, I'm like. But I just don't know how, because it just seems so coincidental. Right. You know, that it's just like, you're kind of like, um, I don't know, like, you know, and, and to me, it's just like, it just doesn't really make any sense, you know? And so it's just the, the, the leap of, of media and, and now with the advent of social media, allowing people to, you know, say their opinions that they shouldn't be allowed to say you know, permeate everything. It, it's just that whole concept of just, you know, because to me, like the, the, the people claiming that, oh, he was a purveyor of porn. All he did was exploit women. All of those people, you know, whether it be religious people or, you know, feminist or something like that are about as superficial as the pictures. That's what they look at. Yeah. They just look at the glossy images. Oh, look at these images. See, but they can't look beyond that because that might mean they may change their opinion and God forbid that happens. Well, it's all part of being part of a club. Yeah. You know, you're, Click. you're with like-minded individuals and you've got to impress them. And it's typical human behavior nonsense. 
But the um, the thing is, too, when we look at society today, and I, I think one thing that from his era and, and something that that he kind of stood for in a in kind of a low key way is something that we've lost and um, dignity. It's well, yeah, that <laughs> it's funny how Hugh Hefner stands for dignity and really. <laughs> But it's something that that and we can go into this forever, but I won't um, <laughs> this this modern feminist movement misguided oh, yeah. modern feminist movement where I, I would never say it's OK to slap a random woman on the ass or, or grab on a woman like the, you know, some Don Draper shit. Like, right. no, you shouldn't be doing that. But you should be able to say in a respectful way, you look very nice today. Right. Without being called a male chauvinist pig. Yeah. Like in and. That era is gone for the most part. Like unless you're you have intimately to be involved with that person or. Yeah. And like, like I have friends that are girls. I can tell them, oh, you know, that dress looks really nice. And, oh, thank you. You know, because they, they know you're not a threat. Well, because, like, also because men, men are threats. But now. See, the problem with that is and, and this has always been my opinion is the people that that get that are the ones that they don't they're not attracted to. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a, it's a double standard. You know, women always say like, oh, yeah, men have a double standard. And it's like, no, women do, too, because if you can go up to women and go, oh, my God, you know, you look really great today and they have n- no desire for you or ever f- actually find your person like that's sexist. But if it was the same dude, like there was an SNL sketch. But if it was Zac Efron but saying he, it. that, well, that's my point is there was a Zac, uh, there was a SNL sketch and it had took all the ladies from SNL. And had, I think it was like, I can't remember who it was, but I think it was like Andy Sandberg who would say something like nice, goofy looking, dude. yeah, like nice to them. And they're just like, uh, and they go to HR and get him into trouble. And then like, and literally, um, John Hamm comes out and he's like, yeah, but you know, just say, it, you know, say it like this. And he's like, he's like, wow. He goes, he goes, those, those pants really make your butt look good. And they're like, oh, and he'd smack them on the ass, you know, and they're all like, you know, like some Don Draper oh, shit. Yeah, he was dude. doing Don Draper. They're like, yeah, they go. And the first rule is don't be ugly. Look like me. Right. You know, and it's like, exactly. and it's like, that is so it. That is it right there. It's like, that's the, that's the double standard. And, and you know, you know, what's funny about that though, that is completely okay. Yeah. That a woman would be more accepting to someone she finds physically attractive. Right. But to fucking run to HR, all you got to do is go, thanks, and then walk away. Yeah. You know, like how women were doing it for decades. Like, it's just ah, just Or just take a compliment. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, because it's like, you know, oh, well, thanks. You know. It was like that video they posted. I, I can't remember. It was it was a couple of years ago, I think. But it was they these two chicks were like, we're going to sit on the streets of New York and we're going to catcall men and see how they like it. Every single one. They either ignored them or they said thanks or smiled. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and I get it. There's, you know, women feel that, you know, men are bigger and stronger sometimes and, and it can be a situation, but it's gone too far. Like it's, this is, it gets to the point where you're almost like, we hear a lot today, articles and and I see videos, people talking about it, how so many women are complaining. They're saying there's no good men anymore. And I will admit that a lot of these younger dudes are fucking 
<laughs> not really quality these days. <laughs> right. um, but there are good men. It, those aren't the men that most women are attracted to. Well, that's to. the thing. It's just like you always you always find this like, yeah, all guys are scum. And it's like every guy I've dated, always, well, have you ever considered that maybe it's the guys you're interested in? Because it's yeah. always the guy, you know, it's always like, why? I don't know why I always get cheated on. It's like, well, you go with them because we've all been that friend to that one girl who would be nice to them, but they are not interested in us. You know, I had a I had a conversation with a girl from work and she's very much into uh, I'd only marry for money and fucking men are all shit. And I asked her one day, I said, why do you other than it being blatantly fucked up that you're telling a room <laughs> with men in it that all men are shit? Um and she's like, well, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm like, oh, no, your opinion isn't that important. Right. <laughs> like, you're, It's fine. I said, but I, I have to ask, how are all men shit? And she's like, men cheat, men, um, you know. But that goes on the assumption that women don't do that. I know. They disrespect their chicks, all this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I don't do that. I've never cheated on my wife. I live for my children and my wife. That's, that's all I do day in and day out. And she goes, well, you're different. I said, mm -hmm. no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. You're just arguing away my point. Right. I am not different. <laughs> Based on you, I sh this should not be happening. I said, but then I said, let's take, and we were having a real conversation, you know, I said, and I, I, I have to be brutally honest here. Do you think you're not finding good men? Cause they don't want to put up with your shit. <laughs> I said, a good man. I said, I will say something about men. A good man knows he's a good man. Yeah. He ain't insecure about it. You know, he knows that he's got a good job, that he'll provide for his lady, that he'll he'll um, treat her like an equal. He'll take care of his kids. He is aware of that fact. He knows that he will do that. So he's not going to find some chick who's like, uh, 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 and he's going to next. Yeah, because he's the guy that the good women want. So he's going to next your ass. You ain't getting the rose. Right. I said, if you have a bad attitude, you're going to get dudes who just want to fuck you because they can put up with it for about a week. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the sad thing is, this is all common sense. Yeah. And it's it's um, I'm not saying women need to constantly put up, put fucking cake makeup on and and behave a way, way they don't want to behave. That's absolute nonsense, too. But if you're not a pleasant person, man or woman, you will be lonely. Yeah. This is the way it is, you know, but we're digressing. Yeah. But I mean, from from things, but it, you know, just to kind of round out this conversation, you know, um. Uh, it, it's just, you know, the, the the media and, you know, people that, that are against us are only looking at the superficial page because that's how they are. They only look at the superficial page, you know, and, and that that's just basically how it looks is all that matters to them. Not what it is, is what's important, because, oh, that means they would have to actually investigate, read and actually do research. And God forbid anybody in this country actually does that, you know. I did see I'll, I'll end with this. I did see um, a little blurb, a short article, like a blog post. It was shared to me from a friend of mine. Um, and I don't remember the woman's name, nor do I give a fuck. But she was um, like, you know, the feminist type chick, modern feminist. And she was just right after Hugh Hefner died, just bad mouth. And they call him a whoremonger and, and a piece of shit and all this, this and that. And then her last paragraph was very interesting to me where she talked about how um, Hugh Hefner stands for uh, a lack of dignity in American society. And I said, really? Because um, bad mouthing the dead in my book is a lack of fucking dignity. And that's something I know Steve knows this. I, I fucking I don't like it. Like, I'm not even superstitious. 
But for some reason, that's ingrained in my skull. When someone has passed away, talking about facts is one thing. You know, fucking, it's not right to just drag someone through the mud when they're when they're dead. It's just not right. You know what I mean? So I thought that was very ironic that people love to make claims on people and they're doing the same fucking thing. You know, and it's it's, people are dumb. Well, keep in mind that when Adam passes, I'll be talking so much shit. You guys want to have no fucking clue. You know, that's a lie. If I pass away before you, which I won't because I'm young, (laughs) motherfucker. Yeah, but you have about like like, three. You have about, you know, three different uh, things factoring against you. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, There is an unwritten rule against close friends that if one of them passes away, two things have to happen. One, Internet history gets to lose that. Okay, And two, um, you need to make up stories about how cool the other person was like listen i saw this motherfucker take on 15 dudes at a bar once not one scratch the dude's in the hospital but not one scratch because that's how he rolled you know just make up shit but like you know you know but then it's like this motherfucker was always generous like he would give money to anybody (laughs) but this motherfucker owed me five bucks because we went over there to KFC and right, he wanted one of them little yeah. $5, $5 meals. And I was like, you know what? I get you. You get me back. All right. Motherfucker never got me back. You know, I'm still waiting I'm, for my I'm five I'm still buck. waiting. In fact, start digging in your coffin, going for your wallet and shit. <laughs> Matter of fact, check that fucking will. There better be something that Adam Riley bequeathed $5. I ain't playing game. <laughs> it's like, yo, man, Steve, he did a lot of shit in his life, but he was wrong. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, you know, the uh, Tesla electric car, he invented that shit and then fucking they came and swooped it yeah, from him. Can you like believe it wasn't it? right. Can you believe it? Tesla fucked over this dude. <laughs> How history changes itself. I know. And that's some shit. <laughs> uh, I swear, if there was one of the few people that I would really love if time travel existed to go grab them Bill and Ted style. Oh, yeah. And bring them to modern times would be Nikolai Tesla. <laughs> I'd be like, come look, 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 look at this. Right. Look, everything is because of you. <laughs> Everyone loves you. You know, it'd be kind of like that episode of Doctor Who when they brought um, oh, Picasso. Picasso. Yeah. And then he was so oh, happy. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Picasso. Yeah, it was Picasso, right. And they, he, they, they brought him and they they were touching on his depression and then he was so happy that everyone loved his work and everyone loved him and he still ended yeah. up killing himself that shit hit me in the feels i know I, w- I know i remember I was watching like, that fuck. and hearing that thing going, oh. uh, all right but all right. hugh hefner rest in um, peace bro rest in peace bro and now for our uh our follow-up to that would be what the actual fuck <laughs> <laughs> so my what the actual fuck um was abc's latest attempt or i should say marvel's latest attempt to expand their superhero uh television uh entertainment with marvel's the inhumans i didn't know marvel was attempting to make a fan vid is kind of what i really kind of saw out of this like it was fucking ridiculous you actually saw it because I, I I wanted somebody to kind of bounce out. You asked me. You asked me to watch it. Otherwise, he would have said no I, interest in it, you know, but <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Not even a little. Um, and you said you don't have to watch it because it's a two 
it's two two hour episodes that make up the pilot, <laughs> um, which seems to be what everybody does now. And you even said, you know, you don't have to watch the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. It was interesting enough <laughs> just because I wanted to know what was going on um, to to watch it. I will say the second episode was a bit better than the first, but it still wasn't that great. Um, but the visuals, dude, it, it was so, so bad. Uh, I just I, it was so, so bad. I, I know. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, just by simply just by the sheer look of it was just disappointing. Like I, I, I had told somebody on uh, I had told somebody that that it looks like they went to a costume shop down here in the valley and just grab whatever. And I will give some credit. I got to say this before I forget. Medusa's hair oh, Jesus. was horrifying looking and actually and spoilers um, when they cut it off. I was applauding. <laughs> um, but but even with that, there, though, it was like there, even just with her hair cut, it still looked bad. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> but there really was. I couldn't think. And I've thought about this for a while. Is there really any way to make moving hair look good it's gonna look cheesy right like it's just it's just gonna look fucking cheesy you know and it did it really did i mean <laughs> I, I, i've said you know and and i i've said this too it's that you know um <laughs> i said this to i said this to adam i was like going the 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 the, the, epi- the, the show looked like if we this podcast actually did a show like we attempted to do a TV show of the Inhumans. And, you know, we do things on the cheap here. We make no qualm about that. But that's kind of like, mm-hmm. like how that was. And, you know, the CW, the CW shows, the Arrowverse, if you will, looks cheesy from time to time. You know, the, the sometimes, you, I mean, there are times where, you know, you're seeing the Flash do something cool and you see it's CG. But it's really hard for a lot of shows to actually, on a television budget, to get past a lot of that. But even that stuff... And also they employed clever ways to kind of get around it. Right. You know, stuff like that. And it's just, it was that, like, I looked and I was just like, oh my God, that shit looks fucking horrible. Like, the CW looks like they just fucking, or or they're owning this. And, you know, it's just like the, you know, and, and I read, you know, and I heard the reviews and I kind of always thought like, oh, well, maybe the reviews are just being, you know, a little harsh. You know, but I, after watching it, the acting was like it was like watching two by fours perform. Oh, my God. The fucking the, the main bad guy, the brother of the king. Oh, Jesus. He I know you're supposed to dislike the bad guy, but he's annoying. Oh, annoying as fuck. Like why anyone would follow him <laughs> is beyond me. I know, and he, like, he somehow like, got the you. royal guard to like to like follow him. I'm like the royal guard should have shot him. Like they would. That chick was kind of hot too. Oh, she bro. was a bitch. I couldn't stand her. I was happy when she was she a died. bitch, but she was. I was hot. happy when she got killed, and then I saw her come back. And out spoilers in case if any of you haven't watched it by now, you're probably not going to. You know. Yeah. And I was just like, what I saw, I was like, yes, she's dead. And then all of a sudden, she comes back. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> you know. And then I know, I know, Black Bolt doesn't talk because his voice is pretty damaging. Right. Um, but why does his face look so goddamn tense? <laughs> he looks like he's trying. He looks like he's in that point where you're like, 
you know, you've been working on trying to take a shit for like three hours <laughs> and, and you're just like, you're really trying to trying to make it happen. And it just doesn't either that or, you know, it looks like it looks like he still has the cardboard in his underwear and it's just really making him uncomfortable. I think the most interesting character for me was um, the dude who can kind of see the probabilities in the beginning. He was kind of cool. And then suddenly he kind of lost all of that after that. He got kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. And then he felt like he got a head injury. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, he and he lost it for me in that because he walked himself into a circle. Yeah. And then he goes, what's wrong with me? And just <laughs> hugs himself. I'm like, what a pussy. Like, I'm like get your life what's together. Wrong with me? <laughs> Or you fell, you dumbass. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, maybe it was that forty foot <laughs> drop you just had right there. You know, that might have to and then, um, but that oh, that, that, that little scene was actually. There were moments where it was like, oh, this is kind of cool, and then it just fucked up after that. Like, you yeah. know, that 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 probability where you saw him get killed, and then all of a sudden, hmm, that didn't work. So what if we did this? This is also the Inhumans is something that Marvel does that doesn't make sense to me, and it you have. They did. They do this with the X Men too, where it's like, oh, we're this group that everyone will hate on Earth. I'm like, yeah, but doesn't Earth have tons of fucking superheroes that have special powers? Well, that's another like, thing. He, when fucking uh, Black Bolt kicked that police car, and everybody looked at him, and then just started, I'm sorry, excessive abuse. When they fucking went like all, they beat the they shit beat, out of him. They went Rodney King like, on his ass. Fuck? I was like, oh my god, this is like a little bit. But then I'm like, <laughs> they even said stop resisting. Yeah, stop resisting. I was like, oh my god, this this is supposed to be Hawaii, not LAPD. Like, what the fuck? Uh, they beat the fuck out of that guy, and they're just yeah, I know they're stop resisting. I'm like, he's on the fucking floor. You guys are using these batons, but at the same time, I'm like, you just saw him kick. So what? Oh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's like Captain America or, you know, uh, Hulk, you know, those people that exist in that universe, maybe because what happened to it just, what happened to it's all connected. It's like that's the, the pro- surge that's protector the just shorted out. That's really what happened. That's the problem for me. And, and it, it's more apparent with Marvel, I think. And it, it's one it's it's just a mistake, I think, because they have writers that don't care about what else is going on. You have the Avengers, which everybody loves, that that's, has mutants in it, basically. <laughs> right. But um, Marvel likes to say, well, these ones are mutants. These ones aren't. No, and whatever, dude. Like, the average person isn't going to know the fucking difference. Right. You know, the Inhumans are specifically mutants. They just mutate themselves. Right. You know, they, they use a little fucking crystal in the phone booth thing. Oh, um, well, it's the, the um, Tajarian mist. It's a tachyon. <laughs> right. pulse it's is what essentially, it is. yeah, it's essentially tachyons <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Some, it's just some <laughs> fucking fancy bullshit to get the story moving. But it's um and then and then I don't know who to like in the story, right. by the way. So we have the bad guy who is just no I'm not fri- I'm not I he doesn't make me nervous. I just want him to get punched in the fucking oh my God. face. He that, has such a punchable face. Okay, first of all, if you're gonna play a bad guy and you're gonna have a beard, fucking commit. That's right. Have a full beard, not this like weird beard, and then this like like patches where you can't grow hair, and then like patches up above. I'm like, I can do that. No, you, if you're gonna have a beard, you do the whole thing, or you shave the fucker down so you have that riker exactly. beard. You know, exactly. 
if you're gonna have a beard have a fucking beard and then stop looking like, like you're it, a fucking you know you're a reject from a you know your 16 year old emo band that you were trying to get you know a record deal <laughs> on i was talking because we talked about the beard thing and then i i sent i sent a, a, a <laughs> fucking selfie to steve because i have a pretty big beard right now and i was just like commit and i was talking to my wife but she goes well not everyone can grow a beard like you babe and I go, don't. that's absolutely correct. <laughs> then don't fucking do it. Right. You know, if you can't grow a beard, keep it clean shaved or keep something trimmed up. Look decent. OK, yes, I'm genetically lucky that way that I could just keep growing facial hair and I don't have to really worry about it. You know, but if you're not, you got to make an adjustment. It's really that fucking easy. And then what I said about Medusa, I was like going, you know. Is it wrong? Is it fucked up that I say like Medusa's hot from the neck down? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, no, her body's better than her face. It's the way it is. It's, you know, look, listen, it, it's another thing. Is Black Bolt supposed to be the king, the one that we love? But they keep going back to this whole: if you're not special enough, you have to work in a fucking mine for the rest of your life. Right. So I'm like. So then why is Black Bolt the good guy? I'm confused. <laughs> what is happening? Because you're showing me this. The king and his court are in, in luxury. They're drinking wine out of square containers, which makes no sense. I don't know why it doesn't. Make, it looks like they're pouring wine out of a face. <laughs> um, and they're, they're like not a care in the world. They don't have to worry about anything while their people. Why his people are fucking toiling away in a mine. They have all this advanced technology. You can't invent mining equipment. Right. There are pickaxes and shit. You and know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it just looks like they're punishing those that aren't genetically good. No wonder no one well, on Earth. I mean, like, what about the, the brother? It's like, you know, why? Because, you know, it's like the humans. It's like, why? Because you're one of them. Because he doesn't have an inhuman power. And oh, and then he calls himself Earth humans. <laughs> I'm like, you mean earthlings? <laughs> right. Stop trying so fucking hard. You're from Earth. You are a human. You are a human. <laughs> but the, but a couple oh. of things that, uh, you know, a couple of other quick things that I want to touch on. Um, well, the costume and hair, like Medusa, they, they have five guys to take down Medusa, each one at a time, as you normally do, and her hair takes them each down. But they slow it down and they play like a rock track oh my or God, something. Those fucking dark 80s rock track. I was like going oh stop it and the random slow motion movements like yeah. like what are you trying to build excitement here but the thing is is that Medusa's hair in my mind kind of assumes that it can it's like uh, uh, Doctor Strange's cloak can kind of like help her protect her but then she can get taken out from behind with well no she she controls her hair it's yeah. not like it's its own thing but the funny thing is is that okay so you all you needed was them to hold her down and they can shave her head like if she's fighting, like they have her holding her. Yeah, why couldn't she, she use, use her, her hair to, when they were like beat the shit out of them? They were holding her hands down and her hair got scared. <laughs> okay. That, that's it. You know what's funny? The best actor in the entire show is the little sister, the princess. Yeah. She was the best actor. Didn't like that little design the they did on her hair because it just looks so fucking cheap. Those black I don't know if it's true to the character in the comic or not but it did look really bad well, I, it doesn't even matter that if it's like true to the comic it's just it looked bad like marvel i mean give me a break marvel movies make adjustments if there's something that just looks kind of stupid because but everything looked bad even the sets were so fucking 
bland oh, yeah. and just uh one like, of the reviews like, you, you guys one have, of the reviews said it was um uh uninspired over lighting and i was like yeah, yeah that's pretty much it but it was just like i was just like oh my god this shit is horrible oh my god i, I just i I was, and what makes it what makes it even more horrible is that it is from Marvel because yeah. Marvel comes out with decent stuff. Yeah. But I'm starting to think if they keep coming out with stuff like this, just stick to the movies. Like fucking a well, man, th- you know. Because I and I I put this in um I I wrote this in I'm trying to remember what I wrote this oh oh um on an article coming out on Monday uh, or yesterday when you were listening to this um that. Uh, you know, Disney put its foot down on ABC to not cancel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after its fourth season. And I'm like, you know, they have not been able to expand their universe, unlike the Arrowverse. You know, you have four shows, you know, all pretty much based off of that. So, you know, it's like if Marvel can't do it and Marvel really has two separate companies, they have their te- television entertainment, which is separated from their film uh, division, which is Kevin Feige. In my mind, I'm thinking if the f- TV section is failing, maybe we need some change there. You know, maybe yeah. maybe not come up with an idea and expect to have it out by next fall. You know, well, and then it's it's funny, too, because everyone loves to, to drag DC through the mud about how their movie universe is and this and that. Marvel's dealing with the same shit just on television. Yeah. Marvel's TV universe is a fucking mess and DC is doing just fine. So it, it, it all just boils down to who's running the fucking show, yeah. you know? And, and, um, it's sad too, because Marvel, Marvel. Now I don't want to take away from Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, out they have the, they have the Netflix shit, which is, which you is know? great. But I, I, I want to see Marvel do well on television. They have some great, I don't want to say secondary characters, but lesser known. Yeah. You know, something they can throw on there that would be really good. I mean, that's what that's basically what DC's doing. Supergirl and stuff like Arrow. that. You know, Arrow. Arrow, Flash. I mean, the Flash isn't really a fucking no. not a no. But then you ha- and then you have but, the Legends of Tomorrow, which is you know, uh, uh, what do you have? A Ray Palmer and you know, Firestorm. I heard that show. I heard that show got better. Yeah, that's because I've only seen the first season and I I wasn't. Yeah, I they said it. season two really pushed it, and it it kind of became um, DC's Doctor Who. They started okay. they started calling it. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back to that. Um, but this, this show's a fucking hot mess, yeah. and I don't know how they can salvage it. To be honest, like it, it doesn't look like Flash because it, I know they could do their own. Yeah, they right. do their own. I know Flash it. comes running in there, and goes, "Oh shit!" Then does a flashpoint, resets everything, and they can start over again. DC gives a helping hand. You know, <laughs> I um I did notice something though, and 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 I told Steve, I'm like, well, it it's it's okay. There's a few parts because I was really trying to give it a chance because I don't just do that to DC. I try to give everybody a chance, and um, but it it was the worst part of both episodes was the the first half of the first episode, but it was so bad that it left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Like there was nothing they could do to make it better. Oh, by the way, I don't fully know why these scenes were so cringy for me. But when um, what's his name, Gag Gagaron or whatever, the dude with the the hoof feet, yeah. when he was on the beach with the random <laughs> did it, fucking did surfers, it look like he was like dragging cement blocks. As yeah, he was and it was just, and then the random surfer dudes. 
Oh, you're, they were, you're the, you're the, are you those inhumans that I've been reading about? Like, wait, what? And like, well, because there's inhumans on Earth. Yeah. And then, like it, that, but they, you know, it's just like, and then the one dude that, that one dude cracked me up. Cool. <laughs> you know, it was so cringy. Like, it was, it was, just, it was like, horrible. Oh, I don't, it was just some horrible shit. And it's funny too. I, I'm not, I usually give most things a pass. Like, I mean, I was all right. You know, whatever. I, I can't give it to this one. I really can't. It was so bad. Everything about it is bad. <laughs> you know, it, it's it, and and the little glimmer of something like a good scene or something like that. It's completely overshadowed by everything surrounding. Yeah. And why are they going to Hawaii? I know of all places they end up on fucking Hawaii. I'm like, if you're going mean, to get banished, that was in the if you get banished to Earth, Hawaii is not a bad place to get banished to. But, you know, it's like unless they were in a fucking it was in the book that way. But. No, it's just funny because no, when there's in the comics now, they're in like New York where everybody else is. Oh, OK. When they show. Well, they're probably in Hawaii, so they don't have to mix with the, the better. <laughs> yeah, the main universe. Um, but the you have the that zoom out where we were in space looking at Earth and it's showing Hawaii. And you realize that Hawaii is literally in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> right. And you're like, it, it's like the smallest fucking target. <laughs> what's funny that, well maybe what they should do is you know like they end up in uh you know they're in hawaii and they're like oh well maybe we should have them connected to the mainland so then maybe they can kind of you know venture into different places let's put them in florida because you know none of the superhero markets are really out in florida then suddenly fucking um uh black bolt starts acting like horatio kane you know from fucking csi right. miami puts the sunglasses on here I think I think the sunglasses just break without tense his fucking face. No. I don't. That didn't make any sense to me. Like just how tense. He like looks. he should be because it's like, the same expression each time. Like you should be able to like he should be able to exert em- emote. Well, that's the thing, too. You're playing a character that doesn't speak. Ben Affleck emotes that's, more than he did. <laughs> you if you if you're playing a character and this has been done, if you're playing a character that can't speak. You have to emote through your facial expression, right. man. You really do. Because now you just look like a fucking statue. And every time you're on the screen, I want you to fuck off. <laughs> oh, man. It's just so fucking bad. Yeah. Oh. And I've heard that they've spent like a lot of money to try to fix that hair. And like, every- well, they shaved it off. They fixed, <laughs> they fixed it. it. Right. But oh, man, it still looked bad. But now you got this bald chick running around. Yeah. And that's a personal thing for me. And I know oh, yeah. it might be sexist. It might be whatever. I do not like short hair on women. Sinead O'Connor. I just don't. I don't. I don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hate the person, but she's, she's just, she was okay looking. Right. And now not. And that was, an, uh, you can see black, you know, black, what's going to finally catch up with her. He's going to look at her hair and then he's going to talk mm-hmm. and he's going to say something. <laughs> vaporize her. Like I ain't about yeah. this. There was one scene that I did laugh where um, it's but it made no sense. I was laughing at how silly it was when Black Bolt was in the. Uh, um, the pri- the prison, the police station, mm-hmm. and he took the cuffs off, oh, right, which I don't know how he did. Right. Because it never not explained like, it's not like he broke the chains because you think, fig- no, he took but, them off. No, no, no. I know that. I'm just saying it's not like he broke them like I'm super strong and he broke. He just kind of like fucking pulled a david blaine and shit on like the cuffs and like mm, here you know yeah that's what i'm trying to say mister i know that 
You can be fucking snippy with me. See, this show has us tense. You understand? <laughs> We're fucking snapping each other. Um, and then he like he motions towards something, which literally made if if he would have did that to me and I was sitting there as the cop, I would have went, "What? <laughs> like, what, you, what the fuck are you doing?" Just open fire. And, but the cop, right? The cop knew immediately they can because you know they're beating him up for you know resisting arrest when he's just lying right. there face down on the ground. But the cop knows immediately that he want he's asking um, what's next. Yeah. And he goes, oh, we need you to stand over there and take the picture. So he stands up, starts walking over there of his own volition. Mm-hmm. No, no one's guiding him. And the cop goes, everyone put the gun, put the guns away. He's cooperating. cooperating. That is not how a fucking police station right. works. They would uh, he would have been on the ground in a <laughs> <Again>. second <laughs> again, like a bitch that he is. Uh. And where's that dog at? He, fucking sleeping. Yeah. That dog was the only one doing fucking work. And now he's just sleeping. Yeah, they take the coolest thing out and then just make him sleep. So it's like. That dog was dope. Yeah, now, that little effect, that little teleport effect was yeah, dope. I'm not going to lie. Now we're going to, um, we need to save money on it. So let's, um, let's put the dog to sleep. So then we can save money then, on oh, the visuals. The show tries to get Doc like twice. So the, the king, it shows a flashback of how he, he killed his own parents <laughs> because he said why and i guess he didn't know that his voice was the way it was and he is basically just blood on the fucking wall i was like oh shit (laughs) i wouldn't tell him to clean his fucking room (laughs) um and then there was uh the the bad brother killed like a council member or something because he he was gonna snitch him out oh the signs and i'm like right right right." and but then i'm like it doesn't fit though because everything's so fucking cheesy yeah it felt forced, he, like, oh, he, we needed to be but he, edgy. But he didn't even kill him. He said the chick to do his beard, but that's the kind of bitch he is. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> you can't even do your own dirty work. What the fuck? He also looks like a little bitch sitting on that throne. Oh, God, yeah. It don't fit. And that costume. You know, he, and he looks uncomfortable. But it's like, you know, it's like going, okay, you're basically playing the Thor. The original Thor plot is what you're playing right. here. I'm sorry, but Loki looked a lot better in that chair than you than he does. Loki owned that fucking chair. Dude, Loki is the shit. That's what they need to do. Is they need to just bring Tom Hiddleston, have him play all the characters. <laughs> done and done. They ain't, they ain't got they ain't got the budget. For right, that. that's true. Can you imagine? Can and you he imagine, deserves can you, that. Can money. you imagine Tom Hiddleston as Medusa? It, oh Jesus! That'd be like I would watch. That'd be it. like going. You know, the hair looks fake as fuck, but he is fucking awesome. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is so fucking charming. Like I watched the interview. And during the interview, he's talking to this chick. First of all, she looked about wetter than the goddamn <laughs> ocean. But she's he's talking to this chick and they're talking about accents because he's very good at mm-hmm. accents. He can do different accents. Um, and he's trying on like clothes at the same time, like a, like a suit jacket. And he's going, oh, this, you know, this is a very nice jacket, this and that. And while he's talking. I wanted to fuck him. Like he's so goddamn charming. I'm like, what the See, fuck? He could be the he could be the guy that could literally be just talking to you, having a normal conversation. You're just completely entranced. Yet at the same time, he's strapping you to a fucking torture chair and is right. about to do like the weirdest shit to you. You're not gonna care. Tom Hiddleston could slap a chick on the ass. Ain't no one calling HR oh, on hell him. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he could slap my ass, it'll be fine. <laughs> Right, grab my dick. I'm gonna. 
Uh, All right. I think I think that's our only what the fuck, because we went on with it <laughs> and it was uh, it was a shared moment. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that is our episode for today. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes, of course. Um, and if if you want to catch any of our back catalog, you can definitely catch it on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, as well as, of course, on our website, thelazygeeks.com. Um, if you want I to switch. suggest, <laughs> if you want to suggest stories for the show, uh, you can share your ideas on Facebook and our Google Plus pages. Uh, we are also on other social media outlets, of course, Instagram and Twitter, motherfucker, the Lazy Geeks, all one word. Um, and if what's the next part? Because my eyes literally just had a seizure. Um, you want to drop some feedback? <laughs> oh, if you want to, if you want to drop us any feedback on our shows, like why I have a stroke every fucking episode, um, definitely hit our website, thelazygeeks.com or send it to our email at thelazygeeksnetwork at gmail.com. That email is new, which is why I had to say it slowly. <laughs> and uh, so f- you can find me on the interwebs not having a stroke on Twitter uh-huh. at a middle-aged geek, Instagram middle-aged underscore geek. And you can check out my other podcast every Wednesday, the Extended Play Movie Podcast. This week's movie, Big Trouble Little China. Kurt Russell, that American treasure. Yeah. yeah. You can grab it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the middle age geek. And you can grab, you can see, check out uh, more and grab those podcasts at themiddleagedgeek.com. And you can find me on Twitter uh, <laughs> at sapientlg. All right. And be sure to tune in on Friday for our just another podcast where we actually do sit down and actually discuss discovery, Star Trek discovery. The, uh, in length. In, in, yeah. And quite, quite a bit of length. In two parts. <laughs> we start talking about it. Then we talk about something else and we continue talking about <laughs> and it. And it's actually pretty much almost the full episode is just us talking about that. Yeah. So um, if you want to hear, I also talk about the cinematic masterpiece that is <laughs> Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> uh, so uh, tune in on Friday for all of that goodness. Uh, that is it for us this week. So until next time, <gasps> peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.